break down the walls of conformity with Hotline League episode 51, which is starting right now. We're going to talk about North America getting out of quarters into semifinals. We got Kelby Mayer on the show, who's public enemy number one right now. I mean, it was it was Nade Shot. Uh, before that, it was NALCS Pros. Before that, it was Analyst Desk. Now we're to Kelby, and he's live on the show tonight for you guys to yell at. It's so pumped. We're not going to be talking about quarters because guess what? I'm going to TwitchCon. A lot of people angry about that, but it doesn't matter because Hotline League episode 51 starts right now. Okay. <clears throat> well, guys, I do want to say this is where we would have a mystery sponsor uh, plug or, you know, where they'll pop up. But we are sponsored this show, so shout out to the mystery sponsor. I am joined right now by two lovely men. Uh, one of them is Mark Zimmerman. Mark, how yep. you doing? Great. Super duper great. Yeah. I'll be going to TwitchCon. Uh, and while I'm there, I'll be doing something with you, something with Offline TV, and something with Rito Games. Nice. Well, we can say... a lot to say that. Yeah, we can say what we're we're doing. Uh, you, you, you do this, so I don't say too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or just get it wrong, because I actually have no fucking clue. Yeah, Mark, Mark has no clue what's going on. Um, no, we... So... Uh, I normally I would say this later on, but just because some people might only see this part, uh, we're doing a live Hotline League on Friday at four to six at the Alienware booth. We looked around for different stages at TwitchCon, tried to find a location, and Alienware has a setup that's going to help us do that. So uh, thank you to Alienware for giving us your setup, and we'll be doing that live. If you didn't see the live Hotline League in Miami, uh, it'll probably should be Mark and I sitting in chairs. Hopefully, Kelby will be there. But Kelby just, like, he's he goes, oh, I'll let you know. Or maybe I'll show up or whatever. He will not give me any information. You can tell what his priorities are at. Um, so there's another reason to hate him on top of all the other reasons you guys hate him right now. <laughs> you uh, don't need that many, but he keeps yeah, yeah. giving them. Uh, and hopefully we can grab some guests. But also we'll be pulling... Uh, members of the audience on stage to talk to us and be part of the show. Uh, and that'll be for two hours. I think the, the convention center hall closes at six. So uh, that is what we'll be doing. Um, and because of that, we're not going to be talking too much about semifinals and semifinal predictions on this show because we're going to be doing that on that show. But there's actually a ton of stuff that's happened in the past week that we can talk about. <clears throat> so anyway, if you're attending TwitchCon, uh, please check out the Alienware booth. Four to six on Friday. Next up, we got Kelby. Kelby, what's going on? Not much. Just chilling, really enjoying Worlds. Uh, just despite being uh, frequently wrong, uh, the games have been super, super entertaining, which we've been, you know, talking about. Like uh, I've watched pretty close to darn near every game this World Championship, which is the first time I've done that since probably like I don't know, season three. Have you been watching them live? Four. Yeah, live. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I just been. I wrecked my sleep schedule. I took a three and a half hour nap before this show because, like, I, I stay up late watching stuff. There was EG ESL Hamburg matches last night, and then I have early calls and work throughout the day, and then take a nap and come back and do. So you basically later work. Yeah, I I assume that's. A description of me i don't know what it means but it sounds right multi-phase sleeping what type of, what type oh, of okay. calls and work are you doing kelby uh 
I'm not I'm not ready to reveal it yet, Travis. Oh, okay. Even though you know the answer. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, I don't know the answer. I, yes, I, you do. I'm in the You're my best friend. As as everybody else. Um, let's move on. Mark, are you... Have you uh, fixed your sleep schedule? Or are you, like... Did you just wake up? Because uh, you're in a weird position. You're not on the broadcasting room, but you're watching the games. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much fixed right now. I basically, this weekend, slept like five hours a night and then like super crashed last night at like 12 and got up at like 11 today. So pretty back to normal. Did it mostly because I knew TwitchCon was happening and I needed to be pretty regular. Yeah. I. By the way, do you guys want to watch... We should find like a viewing party or at least all watch together or something whenever we're in San Jose. Yeah, I'm sure there's got to be like some room or something. Oh, I'm super down. Okay, cool. Uh, that's neat. Alright. Uh, let's get into the show. I'm in Tokyo right now, so I'm in a hotel room. I did some testing last night and the hotel internet connection held up fine, but hopefully uh, it continues to hold up okay. <clears throat> Twitch chat is uh, spamming in all capital letters. Kelby said C9 had a 0% chance of making it out of groups. Lol. Yeah. They're just spamming that. So we are going to... Uh, Kelby is going to get dunked on uh, this show. It's going to be great. Um, so Ooh, Who Ke- shall be doing the dunking? Uh, I don't know. Us? Probably the callers? Everyone? I don't know. The, the guy who originally called in DM'd me. Um, if anybody knows Steven underscore St. Louis Blues, STL Blues, on uh, tw- on Twitter, he messaged me and was like, Hey, Travis, I was Knox the Caller for the C9 video you recently posted. Next time you have Hotline League, if it's soon, I would like to be able to come on so people stop hating on Kelby as much. I don't know if it's actually as bad as the comments make it out, but he shouldn't get as much crap in my opinion. It was a hot take for a reason, haha. Thanks and keep up all the amazing work. And I said, Whoa, yeah. what's that reasonable reaction? I said, yeah, we're we doing it in an it. hour. You want to come on? He didn't reply. And I said, let me know. No reply. And then I said, hello, we're live. And then I said his name, which I won't say. And then I said, show up in chat. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just it, weird. Anyway, na- nice alt account, Kelby, someone says. All right. Um, let's, let's get this show going. What do we have to talk about? So, obviously, we've got... Uh, the like historic quarterfinals that took place a couple days ago. So about that, there's obviously the historic quarterfinals, but the question is, how historic is it, right? Because I, I I set off an argument on Twitter, at least on my timeline, about whether season one was worlds or not. Oh yeah, I mean I, I like don't care continue. if it if it's worlds, but you don't count it in my opinion. Well, so everyone thinks, do you want to get into this? Because I have a bit of a spiel. I did a lot of research on this topic. I thought about making my own video, but I was like, I'll give Travis this so he can cut it out. Yeah, I mean... you want me to do it now or do it at the end of the show so I don't derail the audience? No, no, we can do it now. Because we usually have the first uh, 20 or so minutes to ourselves to talk about this stuff. And I don't I don't think we would get a call about it, so... Um, yeah, I wouldn't think so. Uh, but also, if you tweet out, Mark, I'll retweet you. I don't know if you have yet. Oh, you uh, I just tweeted that like okay. two minutes ago. Okay, cool. Um, so, so what's your take alright so I tweeted out like season one's not worlds yada 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 a lot of people agreed the vast majority of people who didn't were not surprisingly EU fans <laughs> um, but I think even EU fans shouldn't want it to count so this is going to be kind uh, of I'm, I'm, I'm worried I'm worried for you Mark because the last time hey, you picked a fight with disagree? EU fans it was great for viewership we got number one on the sub it was fantastic 
But maybe not good for your reputation in... I'm not attacking EU fans here. Okay, that right. was that was some disparaging comments about EU fans. This is not about the EU fans. It's about trying to convince them why that they should actually probably care that Season 1 doesn't count as a world. Okay. And then why it isn't a world. So okay. there's two arguments here. If you're an EU fan and you're watching this right now, hear me out. I'll start by saying why you should care, and then I'll get into why it wasn't a world. All right. History can only happen one time like you can't be a world first twice and the reason i think eu fans should care right now is because you are taking that history and world first away from the current players who are actually making history uh you know you can't say fanatic is the first team to make finals or the first european team to win finals and you might say oh fanatic already won but caps didn't win right it wasn't broxa Soaz wasn't on the team, right? He was actually on AAA at the time or something. I forget. Yeah. But Whippo wasn't there. It wasn't Reckless. It wasn't Hillisang. So it's, n- like, not giving the current players the opportunity, like, when they retire to be like, yeah, we were the first fucking Western team to win Worlds. Right? Like, I, if I was a player, I would want that. And if I was a fan of that team, I would want the player to have that. Right? And so, like, same for G2. Like, if they're the first org to win a World Championship, that should be their ability to say that. And if you give it to Fnatic in season one for something that was completely different, it, it takes that, you know, title away from them. To me, that's messed up. It's not like the end of the world, but I don't think that's how it should be. And like, if I was an EU fan, I would want like the, the people who are actually making these incredible monumental historic achievements right now to get the credit they deserve and to not have it like swept away under technicality. And And maybe, maybe it doesn't care, but I, I think they would care. And I know they should care. And if Fnatic fans who, like, want that world championship to count, like, we're not trying to say that that tournament didn't happen. Like, you can have your skins. Fnatic should be celebrated for their longstanding history in the league scene. They can be in videos and all that stuff. It's totally fine. You can say that they were the season one champs. They were. There's nothing to take away from that. It's just that, like, when you say the first team to win a world from the West, it shouldn't include season one. And there's good reasons for that that I'll get into right now. First off, it was not called the World Championship. It was just called Season 1 Championship. Now, you might think it's just a name and, like, what's their value in a name, but, like, that's how things work. Like, when you officially title something the first one, that's the first one. And Season 1 Worlds was not officially that until, like, three or four years later when they went back to make the skins for it. Um, Wait, I thought it was. It was called Season 1 World It was Season 1. It was just called the Season 1 Championship. Oh, it wasn't called the World Championship. Yeah, it was not even called the World Championship. It was just called Season 1 Championship. Oh. And, like, if you look at the messaging around it when it came out, like, they did say, like, best teams in the world, yada, yada, yada. But that's not even true because Chinese teams existed back then and they were not allowed to compete in this. There was no qualifier for Chinese teams to contribute. Interesting. So, like, yeah. So it was not a World Championship in title. It was not a World Championship in spirit where, like, everyone was invited. Uh, and the format was drastically different. There was a bigger difference between Season 1 and Season 2 than Season 2 and Season 8. It was only eight teams. It was double elimination, which no World Championship has ever had. And it was all best of three, all the way up into and including the finals, which had a point allocated for whoever won first. So in that final, Fnatic actually only won a single game. AAA also won a, a, another game, but Fnatic had beat them earlier in the winner's bracket. And so they were awarded a point. And that's how they won their first world championship, quote unquote. 
So like, it's nothing formatted like a regular championship that we have seen in the actual tournament series. It wasn't called Worlds at the time, and no, the the world wasn't invited. Chinese teams were not competing at the tournament, even though they existed and had competed in previous tournaments. So like, it's not a world championship in any stretch. It was just called that in the past, as far as I can tell, by Riot. After the event happened years later, because it sounded weird to have season one just called season one and not season, then have season two be the first world championship. So they're just like, you know what? Season one was the world championship. Maybe it's just all branding, but to me, the tournament's really different. And like a lot of people brought up FIFA from, because, you know, they're, they're European fans and they're like, well, FIFA, you know, when it started in 1930, the first World Cup had Uruguay, but like the rest of the world didn't come and compete in it. And there's like all this other stuff, yada, 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 about how it still counted, even though it was vastly different. And here's the thing. Tournaments will change over time. More regions will get represented. Same thing happened in FIFA. But what's really interesting, what FIFA did that I think League should have done was FIFA actually organized the Olympics in 1924 and 1928 for soccer because that was like the beginning of international competitions. Um, but they're not considered part of the World Cup. So Uruguay actually won the 1924 Olympics, the 1928 Olympics, and then won the first World Cup in 1930. But that's those aren't considered FIFA. Those are called FIFA World Championships, but they are not considered part of the World Cup. So FIFA officially recognizes Uruguay winning four FIFA championships. They're allowed to put four crests on their jerseys for the 1924 and 1928 Olympics, as well as the 1930 and the 1950 World Cups. But they don't they've only won two World Cups. So like season one fanatic, you can say they were the season one champions, but they don't have to be included in the part of worlds you can have these two separate things and i think fifa handled it perfectly because they were throwing tournaments for other people at the olympics but it was all organized by fifa and then when they started their own tournament series they were like this is the start of the tournament series known as the fifa world cup that's all riot had to do but they like obviously went back and just called season one worlds as far as i can tell so like it should just be season one championship and then worlds from season two onwards and I'm not trying to take away anything from Fnatic or Europe. They they were the best teams in that time, as far as we can tell. Totally fair. But I think it should not be considered current Worlds. Season 2 was the start of that, because that's when they called it Worlds. That's when the format got closer to what it is now. That's when each region was actually being represented, and it wasn't what Season 1 was. So, like, you know, I'm not trying to take anything from Europe, but I'm trying to give the current players their due when they win the first World for the West, whenever that happens. Hopefully this year... Hopefully it's G2 or Fnatic. God forbid C9. You know what else, too? As an NA fan, like, to me, C9 is the first team to have ever won and gotten into quarter or in semifinals. But if you count season one, TSM made semifinals. TSM, seven years ago, was NA's first semifinalist. Does that sound ridiculous as an NA fan? Yeah. So yeah, that's, it sound- that's what, uh, maybe that's the, the concession that EU fans would have to make. It's like, all right, but you have right. to know that TSM made it to semifinals. And they're like, oh, I don't want to say that. Fine, it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, it's absolutely ridiculous. And no, no, as far as I could tell, no personality considers season one the actual like start of the worlds. Like Kelsey, who's EU slash LPL slash I don't even know what Kelsey is. Didn't sound like she considered it. Shakares and Broken Shard both from EU were straight up. Yeah, that wasn't the first worlds. Thorin doesn't consider season one worlds. Like no one considers it worlds really. Uh, and so I think it's messed. Like I think it's sad. For the, for the pro players competing that like you know they don't get their credit as being like the first north american team to make semis and the first 
uh, Western teams to make the finals, which is guaranteed to happen. You know, like it's not about like NA versus EU. It's about giving the the the, the people who are actually going to set world first the title of world first. Yeah. All right. So that's my pitch. That's my pitch, European fans. I hope it makes sense to you. If it doesn't, I will probably, if this ever makes Reddit, be in the comments explaining more. But yeah, it's it's okay if you disagree. Yeah. No hate. All right. And let's. That's, up- uh, you can clip that for for something else if you ever want, Travis. Let's open the phones up. Uh, I moved it. Mark Knox into the waiting room, our our prophet. Nice. And you have three other people already in the waiting room, Mark. Yeah, but we'll still do the pitch, right? Yeah, we haven't even. But I'm just saying we haven't even opened up calls, and you're stacking people up. You're yeah, I was just grabbing up. people that had uh, good topics, as far as I could tell. Okay, we'll do the pitch. Alrighty, so back to the what the show is actually supposed to be. If you guys have not been here before, this is a call-in show for fans to come in and give their takes around League of Legends. I'm spamming in the Twitch chat right now with the Discord link. So there it goes. Uh, when you get here, there is a text channel, pleb topics or subtopics. In there, you're going to write down your takes, whatever it is. Try and be specific with what you want to talk about. Don't just say, I think C9 is doing really good this world's explain maybe more about it or something uh and after you put your topic in you're gonna need to join the pleb calls or pleb calls to voice channels and when you are in those uh if i like your take i will pull you from those voice channels into the waiting room where we'll do a mic check make sure everything's working so when it's your time to come on uh you'll be able to join the air and talk about your topic very good well and uh just as uh, for those that uh are subs Maybe you got gifted a sub recently. Maybe you're looking at a Twitch Prime that is eligible for this channel right now. And you uh, want to do that, you can link your Discord and your Twitch account so that you can get access to the sub channel. And uh, you can uh, put your your topic and subtopics. doesn't guarantee you that you'll get in, but it does move a little slower, so maybe it's a little bit easier for you to land that. Um, Mark, you want to maybe pull maybe two or three people and then... Well, sorry, like add, add two or three people to the waiting room and then we'll do one more pass later on. I hate the fact that people have to be here at like the exact perfect yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in, I'll, uh, I'll grab Knox so we can start the calls. I'll pull a couple more yeah. people and then we'll grab more as people file in. Very cool. Here, let me uh, shout out some folks really quickly. <clears throat> All right. So I, I always try to read the subs, but I, I can't do it this time because so many people gifted so many, which is very generous. But Krispy Kreme 703 gifted 10. Then Dom... GGG gifted six, it looks like. Uh, what of us subbed Gorgeth uh, for two months. Itryu for 14 months. Might be my yeah. longest sub. I don't know. But thank you, Itryu. Uh, Krispy Kreme for, gifted another five subs. Then you got iRevenge3i. Sable Flag for 10 months. 10 months. Hell yeah. Shouting out Fenron as always for this one. Krispy Kreme gifted another one. Dom G gifted a tier three sub to Raisin Lazarus, which again is beyond me. Asian Destination, Expedential. Hyperion TV, Banny Pawn, hello Bonnie, resub for six months, and Little Kosh for seven. Uh, still waiting on Mark. Real Foxy gifted a sub to Licorice. I'm sure when he gets back from winning Worlds, that will be the real prize that he gets. Uh, Krispy Kreme gifted another five, which I think is 20 for the show, which is kind of insane. Uh, McHugh for 10, Human Shoes for two. Uh, add, add to the Lion, subbed with Twitch Prime. Shampoo, 100 bits. Z Trangers with the Twitch Prime. Uh, Are we ready? So, 
Yeah, Nox Paragon, the guy who's supposed to be here to collect his C9 credit, uh, isn't responding. Oh. Okay. We'll, we'll get him at some point. Alright. Otherwise, we're good to go. Yeah. You want to grab... Okay. Karikes? Uh, yeah. Karikes? Is that how it's pronounced? Uh, Karikes. Yeah, Karikes is fine. Okay. Karikes is fine. Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Chicago. Chicago. You don't sound happy about that. You're like, I'm, call uh, I'm calling from Chicago. I, it's, it's Chicago. Actually, last time I was on, we had the, we literally had the same exact discussion. We had discussion <laughs> about the name, and we had the same exact discussion about how I like entered the call, I guess. Okay. Your enthusiasm hey, for Chicago. Uh, and you it didn't is, try I to bring it. any more enthusiasm? This time? Dude, it's, been, it's just been a long day. It's just been a long day. Yeah, Travis, right. was... stop, stop messing with people for, for who they are, all right? Yeah. Well, I just mean, to... He comes on the show, and then he's just kind of... He's not I'm... a fucking YouTuber, dude. He doesn't need to come in here like, What's hey, up, guys? guys? Happy to be here. I'm just saying... He's character's here. He's kind of... the new Fortnite gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying he's kind of killing the vibe. You know, he's like, It's been a long day. Now i got to deal with this fucking show. All I'm right, here's Shire my topic. Chirac. All right, what what do you what do you, what do you want to talk about? Uh, uh, I was gonna talk about how um, Zix being acquired uh, is like a really good addition to TSM, and that should really be the only roster change they should make. Uh, Ooh, okay, only so only the roster change yeah. is Zix. All right. Uh, wait one second. One second. Wait, this has never happened before. <laughs> We've been put on hold. Sorry. All right. All right. I'm ready. What what just happened? I, yeah, uh, what, I what did you need the second for? I just needed to take a sip of water. I think that's oh, bullshit. Here we go. Okay. I think I think right. your your mom or somebody walked in in the room or something because who's like one second one second I gotta get this water. Um, I was kind of embarrassed. My dad's flashing lights trying to okay trying well, to get my attention. Whatever, <laughs> just fucking say your spiel. All right, so uh, I think with Zix being acquired, it kind of covers up like, the biggest issue with this year's TSM team. Um, I think that, like, the players were pretty vocal about it when it came to, like, not having an identity or, like, not being able to really discuss things among the team. Uh, and while I think that Song was actually a really good coach on IMT, I think him not being able to communicate with the players directly kind of prevented him from uh, being able to coach to, like, his full potential. Uh, and then... I think that, um, like, by the team failing together, like, it's kind of different from, like, 2016 Worlds where, like, they failed together and then, like, Double Up took that break and, um, like, obviously there's high tension between the players, I think, after that, even though, I don't know, like, the interviews are kind of awkward during that time. Um, like, this year, every single player kind of seems, like, motivated and they're, they're grinding out a lot of solo queue. And, like, this is honestly the worst that's probably ever happened to these players, uh, like, individually. So, um, like, the bond that they will grow together, uh, that, I, I don't know if that makes sense. The bond that they will have together, um, like, now that they're, like, want to work together and never fail again, is going to be better than, like, I think any of the, any of the TSM rosters there's ever been. Um, and then the team still showed, like, extremely high highs when they did play well. Um, but yeah, pretty much that's it. Oh, oh and sorry, uh, I think that the team, um, like individually, they might have played bad, but I think it's pretty similar to like how Sven Skarin looked on the team, where like you could tell there was communication issues, 
and like the team was just kind of on like a different page for every single player. So I think that was more of like a team issue than individual issue. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. I just think being a part of TSM has got to be cancer, man. Like that's just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so let me ask you. Let me say some names, Carrick, and you tell me if like you wouldn't spring at that opportunity. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dardock. Okay. You gotta be like realistic though. Like, do you really think he's gonna go to TSM? What if TSM makes a, a trade offer for for that him? I'm just saying, like, what if? Well, Dardock is like really the only jungler I feel like would be a good addition. Very vocal. I'm, like very. What about voice? What if Smoothie became available? No, I think you keep. I still think you keep Mithy. Okay, so so jungle is the only thing you you would consider, probably. Yeah, even then, I think that like TSM kind of needs to train a jungler to be exactly what they want. Um, I think that they've all like people will say that they kill the aggressive junglers. I don't really believe that. I think that it came down to like the pressure hitting the team too hard. Um, but with Grig, it seems like they all are very uh, like they're reinforcing him a lot, and it seems like compared to other players where they had like a history beforehand um there's like not that pressure for him to perform because everyone thinks he's shit and that like i don't think he's as bad as people make him look like look to be um but once he kind of starts hitting his stride i think that he will end up being a really good jungler Hmm. i I personally really oh sorry go ahead travis no i was gonna say actually it's good i should say this first because i know what you're gonna say uh, Kelby, that's oh. a good follow-up. Because you're going to be like, okay. I personally really like Zix. Um, I hired him. Meh, meh, meh. Um, uh, so my thought is, I, I actually am not sure. So setting aside if they should make other roster changes, uh, I love Tony, but he had a pretty bad year as a coach on CLG. Uh, the results did not look good. Uh, I think Song had better results with TSM than Tony did with CLG, if you think about it. I mean, we're taking a coach from a team that was, at times, the worst in the league, potentially, and bringing him to TSM and expecting him to fix everything. Um, so, I I mean, Tony has a, a really long history of this, but I think it's weird that we, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, get Song out of here. He sucked this year. Bring Tony in. The guy who, wait, also sucked this year. So, I... I don't know, and I I worry for Tony's ability to succeed on this team because I think in the past, like, he he's only had to deal with, really, Afro and Peter as far as, like, big egos go. I think TSM's going to be a whole other monster. I mean, he is literally pendulum swinging from, like, one of the most, the, the teams with, like, the most passive, chill personalities to maybe one of the teams with the most aggro. So... Uh, like I, I, I personally feel like TSM has performed best at times when they're all at each other's necks. So I, I'm just really, I like, there's a really good chance that the sixth thing is going to go great. And I feel like there's another chance that it's just going to flop hard. So I'm really interested. I would, I would actually say that I agree with Travis almost entirely. Um, good save. So you're. This, this is Kelby's new tactic on the show. He's just going to like, yes, uh, I agree with Mark. Oh, uh, I agree with Travis. 
I doubt Kelby is such a wuss. <laughs> no, he's not. He's I not. don't think Kelby gives a fuck what the league community thinks. No, no, no. I yes. Thank you, Mark. But um, no. So what what you were saying is is right, Travis, in that I did hire Tony and and bring him into CLG. But what I was going to say to that effect is I think you hit the nail on the head where when I knew Tony and like granted. I haven't known Tony for any of his head coaching career. When I knew Tony, he was like, he was like the coach of the team, but you wouldn't really say that he had like the head coach role that teams do now. Um, as far as like sort of more of like the emotional leader of the squad, he does not have, as you noted, like a very boisterous or bold personality. I think I, in my experience with Tony, I worry that, large egos can override him and uh that maybe he's a little bit too passive for that whereas with the clg rosters that he did have success as you know like those are way more backseat guys the, i think a lot of the reason that afro succeeded as emotional leader on clg is because peter got out of there and peter succeeded really well on tsm and for the same reason i think that that mark z identified dark dardock would succeed on tsm is because that's a balancing of a lot of big egos and a lot of people like Peter and Dardock, when they are paired with other big egos and players they respect, they actually kind of balance out. I would worry for a patch in which Tony goes to TSM. They have a lot of big, you know, players who have a command, a ton of respect just from their presence in the room and what they've done. Things don't go well. And like that, he starts to get questioned by the players for what they're doing, especially since if, you know, CLG fans will recall, Tony had a really interesting reputation, I think, over his history as a head coach at CLG, where on the outside, a lot of people look to Tony as like one of the biggest success forms of CLG. But within his own community and subreddit, Tony was the person who often got called out the most and was asked most frequent, like had the most bipolar relationship with the community as far as like, these drafts are shit, you know, like they would really go from like one spectrum to the other with Tony. It was really weird. So like if he's, I would be scared of the same thing happening with TSM where like the community is calling him out for having poor drafts, you know, players are reading that on Reddit. It gets into the back of their mind. Uh, they start like challenging him and his personality is not one, at least in my experience that would deal really well with big personalities challenging him. Granted, it's been a couple years. He's gotten more experience, but yeah, I, that that would be the one concern I, w I would have about that scenario. But yeah. I, I I also just do think it's fucking hilarious that you have those logs leak, and then you go to that organization. Well, he, I mean, in his post in the comment, he said that that was, I think he was already basically at TSM when those logs leaked, which is... Oh, really? Gotta be pretty awkward. Or, like, at least the That's... deal was close to it. He said that the, the conversation took place a long time ago. Was, wait, uh, did I misread it? I thought he was saying the, the, the Discord conversation took place a long time ago. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh... Yeah. yeah, yeah, So, like, he actually probably didn't enter talks into TSM. Like, wasn't that far along in the talks at TSM when, when those leaks locks leaked? Oh, maybe. Okay, maybe I misunderstood them. I I, don't, I I might have misunderstood. I didn't actually read his thing that closely. Yeah. I was like, PR, 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 whatever. Get me out of here. I think to get back logs, to the... Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead, caller. I was just going to say, I think those logs are just more talking about, like, the community. Like, 
like having that much pressure on you mm. is what I think what he meant by the cancer. And I don't think he meant like the community itself. Or, I mean the team itself. Sure, because, that's a nice, that's a good save yeah. for everyone involved well, to lean back. Haven't on. like most players who've left TSM said like it was a good orga- organization? No, Sven like, said he, that when he left, he was feeling a lot more calm. That he liked the vibe on C9 more. It was a better fit. Bio said that when he left uh, CLG, every it's like a more friendly group of people. Uh, Peter heavily. Everyone played, like normally when people leave, they they're like they feel less stressed and like the vibe is better. So I'm not convinced that it's just because of the fans, but it's a really nice thing that everyone gets to say so that we don't have to worry about what it means. Uh, so my only concern with Carrick's point is like, I think that there is something that might be fundamentally wrong with the, the current TSM roster. If you don't change anything with like how we see the game evolving right now, like at mm. worlds, like aggression yeah. is being, so heavily rewarded everyone mm-hmm. fucking loves it riot loves it as far as i'm aware like everyone is happy with how the game looks right now and like i think you can expect the game to continue rewarding aggressive play and like right now tsm don't have a single aggressive player on their roster except maybe Hanser, and he has been underperforming for the better part of the last year so like i'm concerned about like who on this team is going to be the first guy that like flashes in? It's not Sven and it's not Bjergsen, two of your carries. It, it might be Mithy, but like if it, it feels like they have um, a different approach to the game and they could use someone who will be like their their jump starter in a lot of these plays. And that's why like I asked about Dardock and, and Smoothie, yeah. two aggressive role players right now that you could swap in around those carries pretty easily. Um, so like I think Tony will do a lot to help this roster. I believe in Tony still. Um, even if he had a down year, Travis, I believe in Tony. I think if I was to criticize Tony for for this year, I think I would criticize how he handled the roster more than how he handled coaching them. Mm. Um, because we had Tony on here, right? And we basically got him to, in a very polite way, say like he thought the player skill on this roster was a problem for CLG specifically. He thought that they they were outskilled a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, and I should so say, like, by the way, I actually still think that Tony is probably like one of the best options for TSM or any team in the offseason. Coaching, <laughs> this is going to sound like I'm dogging coaching on Tony, I don't mean to, but coaching, there's not a lot of great options. Um, <laughs> and I actually do think Tony historically has proven that he can be one of the best. Um, sure. But uh, I just, it's, it, I think that the, there should be more of a question in people's minds about if Tony can turn around his, reputation back to where it was after a down year than I think we're seeing right now. And I think that the That's, our callers is well, supposing. Well, I was I was thinking too, like, didn't CLG have like a really good early game until like about 15 minutes? Like, yeah. wasn't that kind of what everyone said? And I feel like TSM has lacked for, since, well, since Doublelift left in the spring split, I feel like they've lacked that kind of go button. Like, I know for 2017, it kind of felt like TSM just kind of waited to see who got the lead, and then they would hit go. Um, but, like, the early game for CLG was really good. And I think that's, like, where TSM, like, lacks the most, is that they're always so far behind by the late game because it's like they weren't really doing anything. Yeah. I mean, and, like, I, def- I definitely agree Tony will help some of these problems out. I'm not in the camp that believes he will fix enough of them to take what we saw at a TSM here and return. Uh-oh. Cause this is what they want to do. Return them to number one. I, think, like, I don't, can you guys hear me? Okay. I can hear you fine. Yeah. Okay. The stream is definitely down. 
Um, and I'm not sure what to do about it. Uh, it's back. I think it's fine. Yeah, I don't think the stream it. completely uh, we're broke. Dro I think we're visual... dropping them again, though. Do you see it on, on your thing? Yeah, it's, it's showing me that they're dropping. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Wait, Which no, is, no. it's weird that, uh, it's weird that Discord and Skype seems fine. Yeah. I don't think you guys, you guys still need to refresh chat. I mean, they can't hear you. I think they can't. Wait, you're just dropping frames? Yeah, or... you're dropping, like, endless frames. Oh. Right, but, but you're not actually breaking connection. Yeah. You could just restart the stream. I wonder if it's the Twitch Japan server. I think it's probably that. Oh, now it... you're actually offline. Now you actually died. Yeah. Hang on. I'm For just long... going to turn the stream off and back on again. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, not dude, talking... we are crushing viewership. Yeah. Not talking about Jensen, so... Uh... C9, not talking about C9, so Jensen DDoS. Dude, that's, that's so true. <laughs> We're in fucking quarter semifinals of Worlds, and you guys talking about TSM? Dude, I know, man. I don't know. That's, that's what I was it. so happy. I wanted to make that joke. I was like, everyone's going to fucking hate me. <laughs> don't worry, I'll steal your joke. Might as well get it out the way. Okay, I think someone looked, said it. I mean, like, oh. it's saying that yeah. the stream should be, oh, like, XSplit thinks it should be fine. I wonder if Twitch is falling apart. I'll look at another stream real quick. <laughs> oh, is it Twitch? No, it's not. Ninja's stream is fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I blame you, Travis. Oh, you're back live. We're live? Okay. Yeah. We were crushing it, and yeah, then now you we're killed us. a bunch of people, because the people that didn't... That's, that's annoying. Um, oh. Okay, anyway... <laughs> Uh, but uh, we should so we should is... wrap up this topic because the yeah, joke yeah. I wanted to make is that we just had a historic uh, quarters and we're talking about TSM. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I ruin everything. Trying, no, to, trying to slow down the hype train so then C9 is the underdogs and then we win worlds. Yeah. Any final uh, thoughts, Carrix? Uh, I think we kind of discussed it pretty well. Okay. But I appreciate having me on. Yeah. Thank you for calling in. And Thanks hopefully... for calling. Hopefully Chicago one, right? gets better for you, man. I hope the next time you call, <laughs> it's just the traffic, just the traffic. You guys have a good one, all right? Yeah, have a good one. See ya. All right, on to the next caller. Woo! Dodge um, one bullet. Let's go. Okay. More non-C9 callers, please. All right. Uh, where are we? Wait, Shanine is still gifting subs. I think he is. Uh, Champlusi's strangers. Shanine, Shanine Jat. Freak Peach, Rickidian, uh, Yorman, Jose, Ashap, Brandon, Munoso, Ventus Official sent a thousand bits and says, can someone talk about Drake becoming a co-owner of 100T and the implications? Well, maybe we'll have a caller for that. I don't know. Rainu Goku reset for three months. Divide NZL is here. Divide, I think you've been on the show before. I've been on a couple of times. Mm. Oh, yeah, you're our New Zealand uh, dude. One of, like, three, I think there are. Yeah. You just said that because his name is fucking <coughs> Divide NZL. No, 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 but he's no, the, the hawk, remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hawk, I remember. Yeah. He had a 50-50 chance of getting it right. What is Friends Simulator? <laughs> uh, it's no friends. Feels bad. Oh, that's a, that's a joke? Because <laughs> it says he's playing a game called... No, Friends I just renamed Chrome to Friends Simulator. Okay. Well, thank, you, thank you for being a Twitch sub. 
I think you've been one for a while. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, my question or hot take is G2 winning against RNG was awesome and an excellent series, and IG is going to be a massive skill matchup between the top and mid with the better solo lane winning the game, and I reckon it's going to go four or five games. You reckon? And who do you think's going to win? I uh, no. Wait, Mark, I want to say G two. Mark, we're supposed I to talk about G2. quarters on, or semis on the next show. Oh, that we're doing at TwitchCon. Oh, hey, it's been great having you on, man. No, no, right, no. See you later, everyone. <laughs> no, uh, we'll just okay. we'll just Travis do this doesn't one. Want me here. We'll just do this one. Whoa. But... How about we we go back to what you said about the at the start? Even though it wasn't really his call. No, we should do his call. We'll just do his call. It's just one of the matchups. We'll talk about it again on the show. All right. Yeah. I also might need to change some people in the the. uh, Wait, I said this at the start of the show. What have you done? (laughs) I was probably tweeting when you said it. All right. I. I, I, This was your idea when I said. Guys, guys, this one's on me. All right. You know, I think (laughs) it's important when you mess up that you take ownership. And I was the one who propositioned Travis that we do one to react to quarters and then one at, at TwitchCon as well for, for semis. Um, so people who are in the waiting room listening to this who have a topic about semis, my bad. That's good but hey, at least I didn't lose a thousand viewers uh, when I killed this <laughs> Twitch stream. At least that wasn't me. Mine still says 2150. It dropped down to 1,800 from 2,800 right when it got back up. We're, well, we're I never saw it at 2,800. You saw it at 2,800? Right when we died, I saw it at 2,800. What the fuck? Can we go to the topic now? <laughs> All right. What was the topic again? Uh, IG and uh, G2. He said and, yeah, be IG and G2 being a skill matchup between top yeah. and mid. Yeah. Uh, so hit me with who you think is going to win, Divide. I want G2 to win. Not what you want. Tell me what you think is going to happen. Who's going to win? 55-45 IG. Oh, damn. So you think it's basically a coin flip, but IG I is think a slight, it's a real slight, close. slight favorite. Light favorite IG. All right. I... Kelby, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Peter about this earlier today as I was doing my my prep for the show tonight. Um I th- I thought personally that the two teams that impressed me the most in quarters were G2 and C9. Uh, and the one thing that I'm concerned about with IG is, like, I thought that they were playing super well, and I think I talked on previous shows about how I thought they were, like, definitely one of the better Chinese teams. Um, and I, I think that they played really well against KT. Aside from the fact that, like, they had really, really weird game four and five and game three where it looked like they were just going to tilt out of that series and rookie like walks down mid without buying items. And this is the first two uh, melee creeps. But then Peter was like, yeah, and he's still one lane. That's how fucking good like this guy is. Right. Um, the, the one thing that is curious to me about IG is the fact that they're the only uh, Chinese or Korean team left in the tournament. And coincidentally, they're the only Chinese or Korean team that didn't have to play a Western team in quarters quarters. So, Damn. so like, it's like, man, was Kate is KT bait are like, are all the Chinese and Korean teams bait? Um, this actually, I won't go too much into it. Cause I want to save it for like the semifinal show. Cause I have a lot of theories about be like, on the what's semifinal going on at the show? event. I'm, I'm going to try. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but no, I, I, I agree with you entirely though. 
and again, I was talking with Peter about this, like, it seems like min top skill matchups and winning those lanes is really, really affecting outcomes of this tournament. Um, and I, I think that that's, yeah, probably what will determine that series. And yeah, I, I don't have any further insight than that. Uh, my take is that Rookie is the best player in the world right now. And I, I don't even think, uh, it's probably pretty close, close to what I'm about to pretend, but it, I don't think it's close. Uh, like he just smashes people and it's, I think that's going to be a big problem for G2 is like, I think perks is incredible. And I think he has been like a top somewhere in the top 10 performer at this world's top, top five close to maybe, I don't know, but rookie just seems like on another level. Like he had like, I think a 30 CSD average against caps and caps is also incredible. And assuming that like perks and caps are somewhat close in skill, like rookie is probably going to have big leads every game this series. And I'm sure there will be games where perks actually gets the better of him. But over a five game series, I think I think rookie will be really good. I think top lane is relatively even in terms of skill matchup. And I think IG's bot lane is better, but way more volatile. Like Jackie Love looks super good some games and super fucking boosted some of the games against Fnatic. So I think. That's one that, like, I think it depends on how Jackie Love is playing that day to, like, if that's an advantage or disadvantage for IG. Whereas I think, for the most part, Yarn and Wadid are actually very, very consistent and very uh, good about neutralizing any sort of threats that happen bot lane. And then both Yankos and Ning are a little inconsistent, but Yankos is inconsistent. Like, sometimes I impact the game and sometimes I'm a complete non-factor, whereas, like, Ning is always a factor. It's just about whether he's killing himself or, like, killing the opponent. So I think a lot of this will come down to the fact that G2 is way more consistent. Um, but I think IG is skill-wise better. Um, okay, so that's cool. my thoughts on it. That's and all... I, think, I think it does favor... <laughs> I, I, I bump it up to like 60-65% for IG. But D- yeah. Divide, I'm sorry, but we have to uh, move on from this topic quick before we talk it too much. It's okay. Do you have anything you want to say at the end? I understand. No, that's fine. Thank you so much. I feel, I feel, no, it's fine. You sound so sad. It's okay. You you should feel bad, Travis. <laughs> yeah, Ruin Travis, my dude. hopes and dreams. And all right, now on to the next. <laughs> <call>. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, it might take me a second to get the next caller because I. Right. Uh... Uh, maybe you should pull Mark. Are you still here? Yeah. Uh, wait. Okay. We should do two things. We should do um, sponsor sponsor, and you should try to pull Knox because I feel like we should start talking about. The stuff that happened, that's the hypest thing. Whatever. Let's yeah. talk about our sponsor for this show. Do you guys want to know? You want to know who our sponsor is? Drumroll. Drumroll. Everybody's spamming drums. The slowest drumroll you'll hear. It's our mystery sponsor. That's right. They're back another week. Excited <laughs> to talk to you guys about them. Uh, they are a company that exists. Uh, they are sponsoring our show. It's really exciting. Um, <laughs> not yet, no. Um, yes, well, uh, they're our mystery sponsor. They're sponsoring the show. It's super exciting. They're supporting me and, and, and Mark. Uh, and what they're doing, and they're not supporting Calby. That should make you happy. Um, and what they're doing is uh, they are, they're supporting us, even though you know we're not ready to announce the, the partnership yet um, because we're getting some ducks in a row. Uh, but I want you guys to know that they're doing this so that whenever we announce them, you know that not only are they supporting the show going forward, but they've supported all these past shows as well. Um, so it's really nice that they're doing this. Uh, it's really helpful. 
It's not tidy cats. You guys continue to think it's tidy cats. It's not tidy cats. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's the, the conversation I can have with you right now. I will tell you guys, I know who the mystery sponsor is. It's not a mystery to me. And I am super happy to have this sponsor. It's true. All right. I would just love to hear you say, I, I can tell you guys, I know who the mystery sponsor is. I think they're fine. You know, I'm not like over the moon about it, but no, he's excited. He's excited because of, I, I, of a conversation. When I'm able I had to talk them. about this sponsor, <laughs> I'll give you a great list of reasons of why I was excited, yeah. and I I don't need to bullshit about it like you sometimes have to do. Well, and one right. of the reasons is because of a conversation I just had with him the other day that he got he was responding very quickly. But that was continuing on something. Oh, really? You were excited? Okay, good. Good to know. Well, no, I, I, I'm just excited about this sponsor, regardless. I've yeah. I I, I don't I know why more, but. This I don't a... know why people. What, Kelvin? I got a really good pun. I don't know why people keep asking about Tidy Cats. I think they would be a shit sponsor. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. People are people are gonna think it's a... no. These are. Uh, I got these the the other day. I was shopping and they're Tiger. They're Tiger. They're not Nike. They're Tiger. But they're really cool. What do you guys think? They're not related to the sponsor. I just wanted to show them off because I was messing around with it on my shoot. Um, all right. Let's see. Oh, yeah, you should grab Knox, uh, I think. I think it's time for the... Yeah. Mr. Sloppy with three months. Hey, Travis, happy to be back in the Gafford Goofies three months pod. That's not the name. The Coil subbed. By the way, <laughs> earlier, Kelby, Nick Allen showed up and said, why is Kelby such a jerk all the time? And now all the Twitch chat is spamming that. Um... <laughs> Since Scientia resubbed, Abdul from art class gifted a sub to Fallout Hero 7, Boba Cola resubbed for 10 months, and then Abdul from art class gifted to two more people. I, what yeah. is up with everybody doing all these gifts tonight? Dude, um, I don't know what's wrong with, with Nox Paragon. I don't know if it's on my end or what, but I can't hear him when I see his thing yeah, light up. He's saying he's having some, some stuff. Uh, he said it was fixed, though, half an hour ago. Do you, do you see it lighting up right yeah, now? Yeah, I can hear you. Why can't I hear him? What the fuck, dude? No, I'm I can, I That's weird. Wait, <laughs> I can hear Nox. Nox, say something. You guys can't? Nox, can you talk? Yeah. I can Hello? hear you. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can go. hear him now. I had to rejoin. Okay. What the weird. fuck? Maybe it's a I think it, I, No, no, I think it's me. Like, no, it, I don't think so, dude. When, well, when you tried to talk to me, it wouldn't let me unmute it at first either. So I had to, like, switch headphones and everything. I don't know. It's this new laptop that I have, probably. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Whatever. It's working now. Let's not jinx it. Uh, Knox, where are you calling from? From St. Louis. St. Louis. Okay. And you uh, called in. Do you want to talk about what you called in before group started, and what did you have to say at that time? So pretty much I dropped the hot take because everyone else was being boring that day that C9 would be the only one to go to semis. And then people are now just dragging Kelby through the mud. <laughs> right. What what makes you happier? That C9 did in fact make semis, or that Kelby's getting dragged through the mud? Making it through semis, because uh, let's be honest, those games were a hype. Yeah. yeah, they were really good. Yeah. So how did you... Okay, do you feel like your... Before we get onto the Kelby stuff, do you feel like your prediction was accurate? Because, I mean, you you said they were making it to semifinals. You said a bunch of other stuff. So seeing them make it to semis, how did you feel? 
Um, and you know, what do you think now in retrospect of what you said before versus now? Overall, like I would say overall, yeah, it was an accurate ish. I gave it like a B minus statement, which is even surprising for that, just because or Susan said scared did not happen at all. Yeah. I think what you need to know, though, is is in these moments when you come home to, like, take your credit, you can't admit that, like, parts of what you said were wrong. Because no one's actually going to go back and look, just be like, yes, I 100% knew this is how it would go. And no one will correct you. No one's going to go back and rewatch that. I went back. Uh, So hot take, then. Hot take. Licorice is the best player in the world right now. That's your new hot take? Licorice is the best player? Over take. Over everyone. Okay. Well, let's let's stay on before we get to your next craziness. Um, so, how did you know that this was going to happen? Let's see. Woke up, did you know? Went to work, came back home, going at it. You know what they were doing, who they could potentially play, and it was like C 9s been the only one. I think they've made it out of before this. It was five out of six. I want to say. They were the only team that's made out of groups. Mm-hmm. The only team that was trying new things compared to everyone else in a day. So you have to have, you know, the one that might as well go all out. Yeah. Very I good. have less to say about this. Can we go back to Licorice being the number one player? No, right no, no, no. Okay. okay. I just I just want to say, Knox, that I think you're God. You were the only person that I heard from, like, analysts – or like I, we, I think we had another caller who had a like a pretty bold take that ended up being right. But like for anybody that called in, and all of this stuff, and like everybody flames me. If I recall, probably when this was going on in chat, they were probably like, "Hang up, this guy is crazy," blah blah stuff like this. So I, I want to say, you're God. You're the only one that saw this coming, was able to call it out, and. Uh, just props, man. I, I mean, let's let's. I want to give Knox a lot of credit here, but I re, I remember saying, "Hey, anything could happen." <laughs> All right. If we go but back you and didn't watch say that clip, what would happen. You're just right. as wrong as you are yeah. right. I yeah. I said it's real. I was super open minded about this world, and and I ended up being the right play because I. Yeah, no, you. That's true. A lot of crazy yeah, that's true as well. By committing to nothing, you can claim everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> no, I thought Travis said uh, Team Liquid was the only one doing anything this year. Did he not say that? No, I definitely wouldn't <laughs> have said that because I thought that they're the only hope for NA. Yeah, I know that I definitely thought that yeah. Team Liquid was the only hope for NA, 100%. Yeah. So to be fair, Jat also said how this would happen for C9. He said they just have to bear them vitality and Genji just has to choke, and that's kind of what happened. So you are basic. Like Nox Paragon is basically Jat, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um,. Kelby, there were a lot of people. Can I talk about C9 though? Yeah, let let Knox say what he was gonna say. Real quick, even I know Kelby, you're getting tons of shit. I didn't find it that bad from what you said because it would be like me, you know, giving a more modern sports reference. Be me saying Golden State, they're losing in the first round of the playoffs, getting swept. That's what a hot take's supposed to be, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. But you ended up being right, and I made the very unfortunate, will never do again mistake of saying 0%. Kelby, I like the 0%. Gotta say 1% next time, dude! No, you, I think I said 1%. I think I took <laughs> Mark, the, you're getting a yeah. lot of shit, too, for saying, I give him a little less than 1. <laughs> yeah, because I think, well, I think I said that specifically about getting to semis. 
right? It was like the whole yeah. road that you were talking about, not just getting out say, of though, And you got I give you credit for that. You did say it was more likely that they would make semis than Team Liquid would make finals. Uh, I did say that. Let's go, me. <laughs> yeah. I uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you to go. the semis or yeah, let's let's talk about the semis. Let's do it. No, no we we're not allowed to talk about semis. Not but what we time. can't talk about is the ridiculous statement that Licorice is the best player at Worlds. Wait, hang on, hang on. One last thing. Okay. So I had a lot of tweets come in and a lot of YouTube comments that were saying because we're we haven't we're letting Kelby off a little easier here. That said that Kelby should. I said this guy was a god. Some people said Sorry, that you sh- Kelby should apologize to him for the way that he <laughs> was so skeptical. That Kelby Gosh, should apologize I'm sorry for being so skeptical. That Kelby should apologize to Cloud9. <laughs> that was a, oh, another big one that I saw frequently. Dude, I've go to my Twitter feed and tell me that I haven't sucked. Uh, I haven't uh, given Cloud9 their praise where it's due. You know what How I mean? About this? Wait, wait, wait. I, I got a solution for this. Kelby has to wear like the C9 jersey, and if you guys still have that Cloud hat mark. Oh, I never had that. That was one of the dive guys. That Can... he has to wear that on Hotline League. I'll see if I can get it. I was going to do a talk about Cloud9 and what I saw from their games and what impressed me. That's that's what I wanted to say when I said, let's talk about Cloud9. Sounds like you're you're refusing to apologize. I think what would I be I did be- just apologize. Nox, well, I'm yeah. sorry. You are a god. I was <laughs> wrong. You were right. I think what would really win people over, Kelby, is if you went back... I don't give a fuck, dude. Fuck you, chat. <laughs> Holy shit. I think what would really win Jesus. people over... If, is if you went back to the VOD of when this happened yeah, and yeah. go through chat and everyone who like also agreed that they had a 0% chance and wanted to hang up on this guy, you put their name on a list and you just tweet it out. <laughs> this is everyone else who didn't believe. Yeah, I think that they would really convince people. <laughs> Nox, right. you were right, man. And I'm, and, I'm, awesome. and I'm sorry for doubting you. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sorry because that's literally my job is to come on here and give opinions. But uh, I'm sorry that I said zero percent. I'm not sorry. Dude. I would. Yeah. Zero percent's fine. Yeah. I but mean, I know. if you look at the group, yeah, if you realistic, but you know, you gotta have a dreamer every now and then, right? right? All, all performance yeah. indicators. I made. I made a judgment based off of previous performance leading into that, and the fact that they almost got knocked out in the freaking play-in. And looked terrible in all their regional play up to that. But you were you were hundred percent right. Where I think in calling and as you just addressed, C nine gets the international buff in groups and they make it out every year. And I thought that C nine was the most impressive team in quarters. Uh, like they played. I I think that what we are seeing with this tournament in league reminds me a lot of what I see as far as like a success trend every year at TI where it feels to me like the West has figured out the meta, um, and they did it before uh, Korea and China did. Whereas, like, a lot of those guys, and Peter talked about this on Twitter, which is why I really wanted to have him on Hotline League tonight, where, like, a lot of the Chinese and Korean teams were playing macro and, like, got baited around playing around the AD carry and the Kaisa pick in particular. Whereas, like, uh, the West is, like, playing really strong active lanes, uh, playing fast on the map, and they're being really dramatically rewarded for it. And not only that, but, like, Jensen and Licorice in lane, like, Jensen's having the tournament of his life, I feel, personally. Like, he's... Mark, do you disagree? 
No, I, I see your face. Sorry, it was it was more the uh, the licorice point. I think licorice has had a great tournament. I, I don't know if you're saying tournament or the the series against Africa, but oh, uh, I no no sorry. I think he's talking to Knox. Knox, uh, do you think licorice? No, I was talking to. I made a face when Kelby said the, oh, the licorice okay. points. I agree about Jensen. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, but and then Reaper talked about how they were just fine to sack her, sack his lane right in the in yeah. the series against Africa because they knew what was going to happen elsewhere on the map. Yeah, no, no. I but but I think that like Jensen's still just or uh like yeah, Licorice is still having a really good tournament. Yep. Uh, sure. Sorry. And uh, yeah, no, like they're just playing super well. I I thought that. I thought the series against Afrika would be really, really close. I thought Afrika would win like three two or whatever, but C nine just just trounced them. And I think that I, C nine is the team that I think is playing the best right now at Worlds, actually. And like they're just super fucking scary. I mean, that series against Afrika definitely could have gone either way. You look at like you know the meme Baron Steel. That I mean, you know they get that. You know, they're I can't remember Afrika's ADC's name, but uh, Kramer. Well, if he doesn't target Licorice at that moment, they get Baron. They probably get out with at least two, three people. So, on well, that topic, one... oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just don't think it was actually that. It was the same reason that after Fnatic won Game Three against uh, EDG, I was like, oh, they win this series no matter what because like yeah. EDG isn't clean enough with a lead to actually like win the games consistently. And then same thing happened Game Three, where like or Game Four in the Fnatic IG uh, EDG series, where EDG gets a million kills and then they lose anyways. That's how the Afrika one felt. They just couldn't play with the lead because they were like not aggressive enough. So like, I actually felt super confident Ooh. that C9 was going to win that series. Even in Game Three when they were losing that game, I was like, Afrika looks like pretty terrible with the leads and like when they get advantages. One hundred percent. That that was the surprising part. Is you look, you know, like the players can't see the gold score, but when we when I was looking at it, I was like, wait a minute, they're down in gold, but I haven't seen them back to their own tier ones in you know ten fifteen minutes. Yeah. It's something that we talked about earlier before where they're playing on their half of them, right? Where uh, if, if you have presence on the map, even if like you lose fights or you have things that go wrong, uh, they have to walk all the way to your side to, to do anything. The the thing that C9 did, which I ca- called out and questioned like after quarters that I want, or sorry, after groups that I wanted to see them succeed was like they relied a lot in their final day of groups on Nocturne Shen. Um, and like uh, abusing global presence on the map, and they only got that once against Africa, which was game three, and which is why I tweeted to start a game three. This game's over because they got like their god combo that they already showed, and I was not concerned about any point in that game. But as we saw from game one, which was super stompy, and like from game two, like they just like they have like really deep champ select. It seems like right now they can play a lot of stuff, and really it's just it's not about their champion pools or their picks so much as like how they are playing the game. Like, they have the meta figured out right now, I feel like, really, really strongly. Yeah, it's, it's hard shout because... Vitality. Go ahead, Paragon. Oh, no, I was just saying shout-out to Vitality because they were in groups. It was after they lost to Genji, and they looked at Vitality, and they are like, wait a minute, let's yeah. just fight. Yeah, that's what Zazel said in my interview, which you can check out, which is pretty good. Uh, I, uh, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say... I, I'm not quite 100% that they were the most impressive team in uh, quarters, and we can't talk about semi-matchups, but I do think it's a tough road ahead for C9. Who do you think was the most impressive team in quarters? Or, sorry, yeah, quarters. In quarters, I actually think it was IG. Mm. Uh, I think 
their series versus KT was dope as fuck, and like the players looked incredible in that series. But I, they had like two games. I mean, like it's another topic, but like, like I felt like they were gonna choke away that series massively. Like they, they were like crumbling in game like four. Yeah, for sure. I think like that's the problem that IG has always had is that they're a bit coin flippy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think when it comes up heads, they are like literally unbeatable. Mm. Can I say just two final points, and yeah. then you guys can get to the next caller? Yes. Yes. In yeah, your yeah. guys' opinion, is uh, this, like, the best world meta just to at least... I don't know how the players feel, but to at least watch? A hundred percent, dude. Kelby like, used to complain I, to uh, me. He used to come into Discord and be like, Travis, I'm watching this league game. It's 15 minutes in, and there's been two kills. Meh. Dota 2. Yes. Meh. And and I would just I would feel like all those people who are watching like the the vod of Kelby you know dismissing Unox and I'm just like wow Kelby's a dick. Um, but <laughs> but League just like was that, so boring for a long period of time, man. It but was just, just like Knox. I'm sure the last meta too saw was where he was coming from. I think Kelby had a point about those yeah. times. Yeah, did you, and did these you games like... are hype as fuck, man. I've been watching all the games for a reason. It's fun to watch League again, in my opinion. I don't know about you. Nobody I like knew. PVE lane pushing. Who wants to watch Warding stupid old PVE games? Yeah, watch <laughs> PVE. That's where it's at. Lane swaps. Especially uh, because, oh god. But like, it's cool because we have a mix of everything where it's like, there's some teams that can 1-3-1-ish. You got the 4-1, you got just the Siege. You got base races that nobody knows who actually hit last until the game's over. Yeah, that was hype. It's just... Like, and this is probably the first year that I've watched other regions besides, like, NA and maybe a little bit of EU just because of the games. Yeah, yeah. I think a big part of it is probably, I would assume, because in each of the roles, most of the power picks are actually skill matchups, um, which is why it feels good, versus, like, if the power picks are all tanks in the top lane, like, none of them actually, like, get advantages against each other. But, like, Aatrox is beatable by a certain subset of picks and same, like, with other things. So, like, I think that's ultimately why it's so sick. It's like, oh, the best champ in mid lane right now is probably LeBlanc. But, like, most of her matchups are skill matchups, which is why it's so sick. Do you, How much of this, Mark, is the fact that they didn't do a massive patch like they usually do? A part of it. Uh, I don't think it has much to do about, like, the fact that there wasn't a big patch so much as, like, what they did to start setting up for this. Just, like even going so far back as the the uh, mid-season patch, which was admittedly pretty horrible in terms of execution, where they put out three big patches in a row. Uh, but I think a lot of what they did was about opening up the meta then, and in the end has culminated in this. Do you guys remember when we've had people call into the show to say that they should get rid of Worlds or North America should stop going to Worlds because <laughs> we don't ever do well and it's just as bad for the region? Yeah, dude, I remember those calls. Yeah. Do you think now that C9 have done decent and they kind of shown, I guess, you know, not the whole way, but they've lit up a path? We'll follow what every other region is doing, try to come up with, you know, your own thing, your own niche. I mean, we do did you just, think they did it that, just by following you. Yeah, but, you know, they, they have their own picks, stuff like that. They're not yeah. just trying to copy everyone else. Do you think now there isn't an excuse for teams not to do well? Like, I'm not saying every team has to go in and get out of groups, but it's like, like team, like 100 teams did as bad as they did. So, 
on that topic, I, I remember there's a... We're, uh, we're, we should switch to the next caller soon. Mark, all right, so. really quickly then. Yeah. The idea of innovating and finding your own style is harder than just saying, yeah, let's find our own style because you actually need players who are good at doing that stuff. Hundred Thieves has their own style. It's just not good in the meta and they're skill-wise not good enough to execute it on the stage that they're playing on. Yeah. So like, I don't think it's fair to criticize some of the slower paced teams and like the more controlled style as like, well, why didn't they just copy the other teams but then say those other teams are also making their own way? You know what I'm saying? Like, they did follow their own way and it didn't work. Yeah. Sometimes following your own way doesn't work too. And it's not, it's not fair to just ignore where it doesn't work and applaud when it does. Knox, any last words? Quick. No. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Kelby, you're a good person. I don't hate you. Never did. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Thanks dude. And, uh, have a good one. Hopefully I'll catch the show for semis. Yeah. Thank you. Peace. Have a good night, man. All right. On to the next caller. All right. So there's been some crazy stuff happening in the uh, the gifted. So, okay, so paper zero 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 subtle Twitch Prime. Uh, Shen, I think I said Shanine Jet with another five. Uh, Bubba Kola gifted Renzo Frenzo. Salizar subbed. Zafar subbed. Butter zero three zero four months. Guess what came in the mail today? Thank you, Travis. I gifted him a Mateo outfit. So or a duo. So hopefully he's excited about. Rafa nine. Uh, Rafa NA donated fifty dollars. Hi, Travis, Mark, and Kelly. I'm sorry I couldn't tune in the show. I was out with family. Thank you so much for having me on the show last time. By the way, predictions are C9, uh, Fnatic, C931, G2, IG, G232. I can DM you and Mark uh, reasoning if you want. No, you don't need to DM us. I, but I do appreciate the $50. Uh, Mick, Mick Chester, that, that's very cool of you, by the way. Mick Chester, resub for eight months. Fragbait Light, uh, 10 months. Hi, my name is Rick, is Nikki, one. Uh, subbed. Boba Color gifted to Helios. 200 IQT, or no, Boonzo TV, six months, I Am Broken, 21, Kyle0808, who's gifted like a bajillion subs, gifted five, Aver for four months, Reglix for five, Flix for subbed with Prime, Ralph NA for another $10, who says, uh, I wouldn't be able to watch the show, rest of the show tonight, please pass on my predictions, did it, Piggles McGiggles, Ralph NA gifted to Manny Juicer, call me happy for three months, and then Ralph NA gifted 20 subs. Whoa. <sighs> People are in just in a really good mood tonight and sending a ton of bits. And you know who's the happiest the West is doing well is Travis because it makes all of you guys so much more giving. <laughs> Let's go. I do lose. We need money. Um, all right. Weeb Master. EU Hello. Weeb Master, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Sweden. Sweden, okay. The way you said that sounded offended. Like, if, I, if I, I'm calling from Sweden, what are you thinking, Travis? No, it's uh, that's, just, that's just my accent. Okay. Don't don't uh, don't mind it. Okay, I won't. Uh, thank you for being a Twitch sub. Uh, you're playing Warframe right now while talking to us. Uh, I'm like sitting AFK in Warframe because no no one no one's in the trading chat. Okay. All right. Fair enough. At six a.m. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what what do you, what do you want to talk about in the show tonight? Uh, I think G two is gonna win every matchup from now on three zero, and it's gonna be due to their mental state. G two wins every matchup three zero, including yeah. finals. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is this is a prediction uh, that Mark 
was not supposed to have on the show, but so, it's spicy enough prediction we can keep it around. I, I, I said that, like, you don't need to get into specific matchups. Talk about why he is convinced of this due to past mm. things. Okay, so okay, that's fine. Frame it, frame it about that kind of stuff. Okay, go for yeah, it. Like, specific is the mental thing, because, like like we said, we're, but, like, Perks is stressed, and Perks is, like, very uh, biggest key player. Like, when Perks doesn't, have, when Perks doesn't perform, the team falls apart. We've seen it in the EU playoffs. But when Perks gets behind the other mid laner, the team just doesn't do anything and they lose. And he said that he's kind of stressed, but he's keeping together. And the rest of his team, like um, like like Wonder is probably gonna be solid. Jankos is so like up and down, but, but no one knows what what side he lands on. But Botlane is like it's pretty steady. Also, like Jarnan is Swedish, so I like I I know he's. Like I know, I have some inside info. Like he's gonna do do wonders here, because he's Swedish. Yeah, inside info from being okay, from nice. Sweden. Nice. Is that yeah. so? All the all the Swedish people know that he's gonna do well because they've got mm -hmm. the inside track. Inside track. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Also, like in like like a previous uh, like in a previous episode, I was here with with. A, Talking about saying that Heimerding is the most OP broken champion ever, and no, and everyone sleeps on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, so, you're just dropping that so that we know that that you said that. I was right. Okay, okay. So what's happening is every team is forced to ban Heimer. You lose one ban, immediate advantage in draft. Uh, the G2 stress is like is like. Uh, I thought that either is gonna crush them, but it, because it didn't happen right now, we're gonna go beast mode and we're gonna win everything. Because if we lose a single game, we, we will just get, we will just crash so hard, so we will win everything. All right, so I agree with some of the stuff you're saying in here. I want to. This is just a personal pet peeve of mine. Uh, it's it's the Heimerdinger discussion. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people talk about how great it is, and I agree. The fact that people have to ban Heimer is great, uh, but I think it's gotten a little ridiculous. I saw a thread on the subreddit that's like, Hjarnin is world's MVP, and all it did was talk about the Heimerdinger ban. Like, yeah. there are... I would actually argue that one of the downsides of the Heimerdinger ban is that you're not forcing a champion uh, out of their own pool when they ban it. So, like, when you play against uh, Perks, let's say, on his team, and you feel like you have to ban a collie against him, maybe. You're not just banning a collie against him, you're banning it against yourself. And Heimerdinger is not a pick that makes you ban against yourself. It does make you waste the ban, which I agree is great. Like, don't don't get me wrong, I'm not downplaying it, but that's all that Hjarnin is forcing. Whereas on yeah, the yeah, like, it, you're, you're not double banning both, you're, ban you're only banning one side. Right, so you're, you're only banning him out, and it's only one ban. And like, he on so like I, I did some math real quick. I grabbed how many bans were against Kjarnan on average. He, he, over the course of Worlds, he's averaged one point three three bans. So he gets the Heimer ban, and then a third of the other games, someone throws one more marksmanship ban, marksman ban at him. Sometimes, rookie mm -hmm. forces two point eight three three bans a game against himself. So that's basically three, and then some games it's two. Okay, that comes uh, down and, to uh, like then I want to talk about the perks and how. How he seems to be, like, even though he he was so close to like uh, mentally boom, he didn't. Uh, and that's because I think he, he had he hit the lowest peak, and now he he's not he's not like he's gonna be stable. And I think rookie is gonna win like 
He's gonna win lane like seven or eight of, out of ten times against anyone left. But he's not gonna but it's gonna lose game. So Rookie's gonna win win lane, lose game from now on. Well, Kelby. so like, oh, go ahead, Mark. Oh no, sorry, you Kelby can go if you have something. To say. I just, I like. Here's another bold prediction, and I'm ready for Kelby to, like, it's not it's, say, not say zero percent. I've, I've been getting some views um, on my channel recently because of Kelby on old content. It's been working out really great. So Kelby, what what do you got for us? I mean, I don't, I don't think they're gonna three zero every series. I think their series with IG will be really close, personally. Um. Because of is it the what, CRO? <laughs> what? No, no. I, do, I think it's I think it's extremely unlikely that they 3-0 their next two series. Uh, that doesn't mean that they won't win their series, but uh, 3-0 is like you know, uh, pretty you dominant. See, you fashion. seem and, uh, very. Well, very honestly, like, I I, I have, like I I have to come. I have to like everyone else is making bold claims. I have to put up my my own like. I don't want to be left behind. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's the season of bold claims for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I just I th I think that there's like because rookie is so good. Like I feel like there's probably just some games where they win off him and like, uh, you know, top winning, uh, in that series. Mm -hmm. I think I think that both of the semifinal series are going to be really close. We're not talking about semifinals, Kelby. Oh, sorry. We're only talking about what's your percentage for overall three owing the whole way through the rest of the tournament the next two series. Oh. Uh, oh mine, no, uh, Kelby's. Yeah, I I think that it's it's uh, greater than zero percent. Well, uh, look, look at him. Improving already. Look at what Kelby has become. Two weeks I, I ago, he was like, "Oh, you think that's gonna be three oh two? I don't even know if they're Kelby. making it to finals." I, 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 it's just I, a bold I, claim stream. Yeah. I I think that it's I think that it's greater than zero percent and uh, less than one percent. So <laughs> does, it, does it does it round down to zero, Kelby? Is the limit Ooh, approaching zero? You know, okay. actually, I hadn't I hadn't gone that many decimal places. Um, we're probably at like point zero four something, and I don't know what's past the four. So mm. we'll see. Okay. Um, I'm I'm with Kelby once again. Like, I I think G two legitimately has a chance to win Worlds. I just 100%. don't. I just don't think it's three o three o. I think yeah, for sure. IG gets one game where like two people yeah. pop off. Right. Okay. I'm just gonna say it's Worlds. Anything can happen. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Three o three o. Yeah. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like my big thing is because their mental state is kind of like hit, hitting bottom with perks, and he's the key yeah. player. I will it say, can only go up, and it's going to go up. Like the stock is rising. Yeah, I actually I, think you go, Kelby. I was gonna say if there is a team that they would three zero, it would be IG because like if if G two starts out really hot against IG, and like we see from them what we saw in games three and four against. Um, uh, KT, I would be like, uh, you know, like KT should have lost three zero. Come on, yeah, for sure. So yeah, but I agree on on the mental point. I think what's really interesting to note is Europe is the only region with two teams remaining, and of those two teams, I feel like there's more hype behind Fnatic, and so in a lot of ways, yeah, G but that's not the bold, bold claim here. No, I'm backing up your bold claim. I'm saying that 
your point about mental state, I, I think, is a great one because there's the least pressure of any team uh, on G2. Every other team is representing their region's hopes at this mm, point. G2 yeah. doesn't have that pressure. As yeah. well as the fact, like you were saying, Perks in his interviews was saying he's so burnt out, he doesn't really give a fuck what happens right now. That's and a good so, way to play. Yeah, so he's just, like, G2 is playing as all or nothing and as any team in the tournament, and everyone is playing all or nothing. Like, they are harder in the all or nothing than anyone else. Yeah, like, we hit, we hit the bottom, now no, it's up, up, yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Well, hey, thank you so much for calling in, Weeb Master. Anything yeah. you want to say here at the end? Uh, can I give my... Can I throw my hat in the ring on, on the mystery sponsor? Uh, are you, yeah, can, I right? want to hear it. And I want to see Travis and Mark try and react to it. <laughs> okay. T-Mobile. I love how Travis just turned off his fucking cam, dude. Oh, and he turned off, and he blacked out Mark's too. You Wait, know what's what? hilarious is that I know who the mystery sponsor is too, and Mark di or Travis didn't black me out. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> what did you? What did you even say? I didn't even hear what you said. You said T-Mobile. And oh. if you can see my face right now, I'm giving a thumbs up or thumbs down, but unfortunately, Travis has blocked it out. Hey, I want to thank you so much, Wee Master, for calling into the show. Really appreciate mm -hmm. it. And uh, we'll see if your bold predictions come true, including the mystery sponsor. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Do you want to hear my percentage on the mystery sponsor? <laughs> no. Zero. Stop. <laughs> Everyone stop talking about it so that I can uh, re-enable cams. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to get the next caller. Okay. All right. Uh, Pluto7443, six months. Krispy Kreme gifted to Kylas Guile. Airy Waddle reset for nine months. Chat loves you, Kelby. That's not true. Model Zero subbed. I hate Snarf for three months. <laughs> Flakes for 100 bits. How do I access the subtopics in Discord if I'm a sub? You, you have to link it, and then it takes a little bit. Um, you can Google it uh, if, if you're having issues. X Phantom Slayer sent 100 bits and said, um, GTS, I just picked up Afro. That's not true. <laughs> FP, F Pozo Bon subbed. Neat Streams subbed. Random Summoner, two months. And R Folly Dude 97 for two months. Is this guy just a G2 fanboy? Fan shaking my head. Also, high chat. All right. We've got uh, Champloo on the show. Is it Champloo or Champloo? Champloo. Okay. Uh, have you been on before? <laughs> I have. Okay. Kelby, the I other know this like... Kelby guy from a long time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you weren't on an episode I was on, were you? No, no, you weren't. Yeah, there. yeah. So I, I noticed busy. you joined. You joined, and I don't know if you're memeing here, but when I click your name, it says playing a game Fortnite. Yeah, so, you know, I was just trying to practice and get ready for the stream. Okay. Just, you know, I was inspired by Cloud9. So yeah, I think you have like a big probably big league match coming up you gotta play some Fortnite for. Yeah. Yeah. Well thank you thank you for oh. being a Twitch sub. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Alright. Uh what do you want to talk oh wait, where are you calling from? Orlando. Orlando, all right. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So I want to talk why C nine is able to make it out of groups while other teams from NA cannot. Okay. Go for it. That's a good topic. Yeah, so is it try to follow me. Yeah, yeah, it's totally Fortnite, but uh, because Fortnite was available back in 2014, Travis, come on, yeah. do it the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, try try to follow me on this one. I think there's a, a very visible pattern with C9 whenever they've made it out of groups, mm -hmm. and it hasn't really been like fully roster related. It's not like 
the imports that they've had or what roles they've had them in. And, you know, they've changed analysts and coaching staff, had a lot of turnover in that other than Reaper. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily the support structure either. Um, I actually think it's something that other NA teams could replicate. Uh, they just unfortunately haven't been able to do so thus far. You got the secret sauce. The secret sauce is that they're lucky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Yeah, so bear with me on this one, and this isn't to discredit C9 at all. I actually had them as my fifth best team after group stage. Um, so I, I still think they were a really good team. Um, but I think when you look back at all of their Worlds groups, and people are going to you know, blow up on this and say, oh, they're consistently lucky, huh? And I'm like, well, luck is an independent event each time that right. they just so happen to be, you know, this doesn't matter. They're that lucky it's with their luck. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. you, can flip, you can flip a it, coin and it can land five times in a row heads. That doesn't mean exactly. someone's really good at like making it heads or whatever. Exactly. So I think that argument's dumb. But when I look at like each group that they've had for Worlds, I've, I feel like they've been really lucky. So even this group stage, group of death, right? They're like, okay, there's no way to make it out. Yeah. Just so happens that Gen G is awful. Can you explain that? No, Genji was bad. They were like hundred T level, which, like, honestly, Whoa. after group stage, they after are group stage, T level. I mean, yeah, that might be going a little far, but it's, it's close. <laughs> but no, I had them like as probably the twelfth or thirteenth ranked team after group stage, just because they looked really bad. And part of that was ruler and the prevalence of mid lanes in this meta, um, or not ruler. I'm sorry, crown. Um, and Ruler wasn't able to carry Crown. Uh, Crown was too heavy. But, um, but then we go to, like, so you look at that, and I'm not saying Team Liquid would make it out of their group, because I actually think Team Liquid would have lost to uh, Vitality. Yeah. So it's not like just luck is the only factor. I'm just saying when you look at it, it's like 2018, they get really lucky in that regard. I don't think that they would have made it out of TL's group, because I think KT and EDG would have beat them in the group stage because C9 didn't turn it around quickly enough. And I think that would have not been enough to beat EDG and KT. Um, same thing with Fnatic and IG. I don't think they would have got out of that group either. So they were fortunate to get into one of the two groups I think they would get out of in this one. Then you go to 2017 and you look at AHQ and EDG. EDG was like a 4v5 with Mao's top lane. He was awful. And that was supposed to be a strong team going in. So I feel like they got lucky there too. And again, when you look at it, it's like, okay, well, what if they got Group C? They would have got RNG and Samsung Galaxy, who were two of the better teams in that tournament. Would they have made it out of that? I don't think so. Could they have made it out of the TSM group? Maybe. And I don't want to keep going on and on for each year, but like even all the way back to 2014. You okay. Go no, 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 don't go for it, Travis. You got 20 minutes left. No, no, I'll, but I'll I mean, every, I mean, there's only a couple of years left, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, there's only fucking four more left, three more left, dude. I'll, I'll go, I'll go faster on this. So, 2014, no. kaboom. Go, go, go. 2014, kaboom. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> um, what was 2015? They didn't make it out. Uh, 2016, yeah, that's the only year remaining, right? They had Imei and Flash Wolves. You think they would have made it out over Samsung and Royal Never Give Up that year? I don't think so. So I think while C9 is still a good team, 
and I don't want to discredit all of their success, I, I don't think it's fair for people to look at the other NA teams and say, why can't they replicate C9 success? Because in all sports, and this is me growing up with a sports background, sometimes the brakes are the brakes, man. It, it, you can do everything right. You can prepare perfectly. You can be a really good team. You can be the Patriots and lose to the Giants. Like, it can happen. All right, so, so why didn't CLG get out in 2016, huh? 2016? Because yeah, well, I thought they were bad. Too. G, G2. Okay, so they're, they're bad, bad but, but C9 wasn't bad then. No, and, and that's what so I'm C9 saying. So C9 is better than CLG, one of the other teams at Worlds. Yes. Okay, so there's your answer, dude. They're better. At Worlds, they always perform better. It's it's partially luck, sure. And that's that's the point. But that's, is, but is, that's every fucking team. G2 yeah. shouldn't have got out, right? Exactly. And my whole problem is people look at Worlds and say, okay, these were the best teams just based off of who got top eight. And it's like, okay, but really do you think G2 coming out of groups was a better team than Vitality? Because I don't. Who fucking knows? G2 beat the one seed in that group, which Vitality only beat once? Yes. So 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 who's who's to fucking say? Yeah, but what I'm saying is people look at it too holistically, and they just say, these were the results, this is what it is. And they never kind of like actually look at the performance of the teams. They just I disagree. Look at people results. do all the time. People make fun of H2K's semifinals saying like, haha, you beat A&X. It doesn't matter. People look at the <laughs> results. Do they? Look at, yeah. I mean, they, okay, so the NA people do on Reddit. EU people, they go to the grave saying H2K was a top four team that year. They, they, like, I think they, they go to the grave on Reddit and say that. I think they mostly just say that to fuck with NA fans who are salty because they never had the semifinal finish. I, I think, I so, taking a step back, I think it is fair to say that Worlds is really good at finding the best team, but it might not be the best at finding the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, etc. No, and, no argument here. Yeah, exactly. I would agree 100%. And so, but that's not the argument that he's making. Sure, Sorry, well, I would, right I would now, agree 99%. Right now what we're talking about <laughs> is that people will say, that certain teams are are the best, um, and in reality, like the for, the current format might allow for kind of oddities around this, right? Like a league format is much better at at figuring out and ranking the different teams. So maybe whenever C nine could be getting lucky in their groups, and that they're not playing the teams that are supposed to be the strongest opponents, or you know, like right? They might not once again, that's team. not what he's saying. He's saying that C nine gets abnormally lucky relative relative to other. NA teams, and they're not actually better. But I just pointed out a clear example where that wasn't true. So he's not right. No. Why? <laughs> what happened in 2016 then? Why didn't CLG get out of that group? Because they were bad. You can't just be fully lucky, and that's the point. It's not 100% luck. I'm yeah, saying but, but when you're saying. looking at them in the long-term view, when you look at their success over time, you say, okay, they've made it out five out of six worlds. It's not that they are like doing something different every single year that's just inherently better or that they inherently have a better roster. Um, although that could be the case. I'm all, I'm just saying they have been lucky to get the matchups that they have gotten. I would say as well, they were lucky and they themselves said they were lucky to get Africa in their draw because that was the best, best matchup for them. I, yeah, and I think I, you've even said that as well. So it's, I'm trying to get into the gray area here where 
I, I think I you like... have taken gray area and pushed it so far to the dark. <laughs> what happened in 2016 with Immortals? They had a shoe-in to get out of that group, and they fucked it up in the second week, right? In 2017? Yeah. 2017, last year, Immortals, where mm-hmm. they had zero four Fnatic in their group, and they couldn't close mm-hmm. it out on them. Yes. Well, and this is my thing. You can be lucky and not good. Like, and, and this is, again, going back to my sports background, is luck is only a factor if you're good enough to take advantage of it in the first place. But right. I'm just saying they is... the opportunity that other teams may not have had. But other teams, I'm, I'm saying other teams did get these opportunities. What happened in 2017 but, with but Fnat, he's, uh, he's Immortals? Saying, what happened in 2016 with CLG? These saying, other teams are getting luck. But but, but just just because Cloud9 and TSM's group in 2016 or G2's group from 2017, they don't make it up. Just because you get lucky, I mean, just because Immortals got lucky doesn't take away from the fact that Cloud9 could have also gotten lucky that year. I'm not I'm saying good. they didn't. I'm saying I, both I, teams got lucky, and CLG did what they needed to, or C9 did what they needed to do to get out. Sure. I think what's fair, though, is to say, to what is a fair question is, what is it about Cloud9 that always allows them to get out of groups? Because it happens despite numerous roster changes, despite different coaching staff, despite uh, different metas. Like, it's not like this is the same team that has gone every year, or this is the same coach that has gone every year. Like, uh, I, you, one of the answers could be like, oh, Jack is just really good at making sure the team is prepared. That would be an acceptable answer um, that you can make an argument around. But I also think there's an argument to be made that, uh, like, they have been consistently lucky over those years. I think it's a fair statement to take, even if other teams are getting lucky as well. Like, oh, this team got lucky one year, they didn't get out of groups. This team got lucky, they didn't get out of groups. That doesn't take away that, like, the conversation can be, what what is so consistent about C9 over all these different years? All right, so here's the thing about I never said they weren't lucky, but if you're saying the only reason that they have more success than other NA teams is luck is kind of ridiculous when you see other people getting lucky and doing worse than them, right? But no, no team he I think the argument would be no team has been as lucky, right? Like it's not like CLG exactly. It's not like it's, it's not like, like TSM would, has gotten I would, these these groups every single year, and yeah. has failed. Like if if C nine is well, out, it's also but but no one has gotten out but C nine for three years, and other yeah. people have gotten lucky during that time as well. Yeah, and I I would equate it to 2014 TSM. I don't think 2014 TSM was a very good team, but they got incredibly lucky in that group, especially with the ruling for. Uh, Sven Skaren getting banned for what was it two games from SK uh, three it was the first uh, first round robin yeah. yeah so it's like they got incredibly lucky and they made it out as a result yeah I, I don't think like, I'm struggling to to understand what you're saying I think I understand perfectly well with what you're saying I just think it's not true that they are luckier than other other orgs or other NA slots arguably. I don't know. Like I, I just I look at each group each year, and I'm like, in in people will say, well, I mean, they had Genji in the group, and I'm just like, yes, but I don't like using ranks before a tournament to say, okay, that's the strongest group. I right, and I I agree with that. But if they could get out of Group A and Group B, like, do do you agree they could get out of Group A? Uh, that yeah. So I said they would get out of Group A or the so, group that they draw. But right, so, so they're good enough. It. In your own opinion, they're good enough to get out of half the groups that exist. Correct. 
But I also right. think so how how lucky are they that they ended up on one side of a coin flip? I mean, that's fifty percent luck, right? Not necessarily because maybe they can actually do better than TL. Like TL looked like kind of poo poo, and even they beat EDG for a game, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't actually think it's that crazy to say C9 gets out of Group C over EDG. So now you're saying a... they could maybe maybe it's not as surefire as Group A and Group B, right? Mm-hmm. But they can also potentially get out of Group C, right? It's fair to say. I'd give them like a thirty-five percent chance. So, what were your chances in the other two groups? Like eighty um, percent in A and B. Yeah. Um, A, I think one hundred percent they get out of that group. I think they take first seed from that group. Okay, um, Group B. Group B, it was like probably like in retrospect for Group B because nobody expected Genji to just shit the bed. Right. Sure. That, yeah. For, it was that's like, fine news. In in that's something I think Jat had said was like uh, Genji just. Yeah, I, I agree. Genji, really Genji is terrible. What was so, your chance to get out of Group B for them? Um, with the Genji being factored in, fifty percent, because I thought they were about as good as Team Vitality, maybe a little bit better. They almost lost that Vitality game. Yeah, like, yeah. for sure. Vitality threw that game. So you're saying a hundred percent in one group, fifty percent in another group, thirty-five percent in another. Those are actually, if you look at the other teams' odds, fantastic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just, but so I also, how, how lucky are they getting then? If if you agree that their odds to get out in a lot of these groups are actually good. Well, I would say they advance in two out of the four groups. I think and, TL and 35% percent gets out of one of the four groups. I think Hunter T gets out of zero of the four groups. It's just so you just admitted that C9 was the best team, not oh yeah. the luckiest team, right? Yes, and but I'm also I'm saying it's both. You, the, you you have to be a good team to take advantage of the situation that you're put into in the first place. And that's why I said C9, for me, was the fifth best team coming out of groups. And I think they actually had the best quarterfinal performance. I agree with Kelby on that. Um, All right. I think, so, we're, I think we're going in circles now, but I don't know. Kelby, do yeah. you have any thoughts on this? I mean, I I feel like even, even though, Mark, you, you say you get exactly what he's saying and you just disagree with him. I feel like you guys are kind of agreeing on some some points. I see where you're both coming from. I, I can't really speak to previous years at all. I can only speak to this year. I think that, as you both said, Cloud9 was the best NA team, uh, clearly, this year. And uh, as... But, but you know, what, what Champloo is saying is that the reason every year that they're able to make it out is not just because they're good, but because they also have luck with their draws, which is the key to their consistency, I guess, as far as getting out. In addition to their performance. Yeah, because it's, it's not meant to discredit Cloud9 at all, even though that's hard to say when I'm saying they've been a little lucky. It's just like, because they're still a really good team, and I think arguing against that would be dumb. I just think there's been some years where they haven't been a top eight team and have been fortunate to get out. And there's been years where they are a top eight team, and you know they got out like they should. Right. So, and but there's there other are years groups where... that they could have gotten into where they could be a top eight team and not gotten out. Exactly. Just like I felt like TSM in 2016 and G2 in 2017. Hey, Champlu, uh, thank you so much for the call. No problem. Yeah, have a good one. <laughs> See you, dude. Later, man. Chat fucking loses their minds during this shit. Drives me crazy. They're like. Hang up. We don't like this. I think the discussion around did Cloud9 have a better, uh, more luck over the past however many years is a fine one to have. 
Um, I I enjoyed that conversation. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good talk. I thought I thought it was and, like, great. It's actually an interesting debate, whereas like you know half of our callers are, uh, you know like it's not as refined or like it's it's either more obvious like yes we all agree or like uh this is kind of like a an out there opinion. Yeah, yeah, and uh, where I was go ahead, Mark. Where I was gonna go with that is if you actually take my approach to what I just did at the end there to every year, you what you'll actually probably see is C nine is actually not lucky and that they are have good odds to have gotten out of multiple groups. Yeah. Cause I would, yeah, I, I, I can speak to other years. If you, if you wanted me to step back into 2017, I could say like, yeah, they get out of probably three groups as well yeah. or have odds oh. to, you know, like if, if you go back and do what I just did every year, you'll actually have seen on getting out of a fair amount of those groups. That was all mm. where I was going to go with that, but we're past that topic. Now. Yeah. But it's just, it's That's just a lot of math. Me, Cause Twitch, like Twitch chat who I love, you know, they send me the Twitch primes. We got a great relationship. But it drives me crazy because the, like the, it's so funny because so many people who overwhelmingly shit on Kelby for being annoyed at the, at Knox, or not being annoyed, for, for being, um, laughing at Knox whenever he predicted C9 to make it to semis a couple weeks ago. That chat is like, hang up on this caller. There's no point in this. What are they talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Kelby, get him, get him, Kelby, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, then we yeah, have yeah. another person. It's like people just. I mean, this doesn't surprise me, but people don't like it whenever there's an opinion they disagree with, and it's just funny because instead of being like, "No, I disagree with it," they're like, "Hang up, get this guy out of here. He's ruining your show." That was somebody who said something. It just drives me crazy. I think a lot of the hangups are memes for just disagreeing. The hangup, I don't mind. The hangup, I think, is funny, but people will yeah, like. Yeah. And this is what I I try to get the mods to do. Like whenever I see people say this caller is an idiot. That's like a timeout or a ban, because I, I just, like, people should be able to call on here if they have a hot take that's fun. It is so boring whenever people want everybody right. who calls on the show to be like, hey, I think Team Liquid disappointed this year. It's like, it, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, like, <laughs> Did they really, though? <laughs> who had them getting out of that group? Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. I mean, I did. <laughs> um, let's move on. we got two more callers. Uh, let's see. Uh, Kawoobs with a tier three sub for seven months in a row. SOTL sellout. Thank you for the tier three sub. That's rad. Berserker five dollars. Someone chat made an interesting point. If Fnatic win worlds, they didn't have to beat any first seed. Also, thanks for the world's content. That's interesting. I didn't even. Uh, Modadi Kosk with a Twitch Prime sub. Metalol with a Prime sub. Dude, KC three months. Uh, High Rook hundred bits. Uh, King Philbin two months. Kokino. Who subbed Casino for who subbed? Uh, for Frelkalik, two months. The Loser Boy, I'm in Kirby 69, and Abiha 1225. Who says, Love the content. Krispy Kreme is here. Uh, Krispy Kreme, who has sent a gifted a bunch of subs in the past, but that is not why Mark pulls people. Yeah, absolutely not the reason that this caller's on. I, I want to make it very clear. I had no idea. Definitely not. Not there's no way that that's possible. No, no, but that is actually no, you guys are all acting so fast. percent chance. Thank People you, will actually believe it's true, but the subs go to me. Mark pulls the collar. It's a separate system. Um, yeah. He's Mark per- has no idea who's subbing to the show. To be fair, I don't really pay attention, and I don't see one lick of that money that Travis gets from you guys. Mark, Mark is... Mark, well, Wait, Travis doesn't pay you? Not for Twitch subs. 
Why are we getting always this asleep now? during the show. Travis, can we talk about this? This seems unfair. <laughs> we're running out. We're running out of time on the it show. It seems like Mark is getting zero percent of the Twitch subs, <laughs> and we know what's wrong with zero percent, Travis. <laughs> To be fair to Travis, we've talked about this, and it's not actually a big deal. We're just trolling. It's memes. All memes. But Mark is out of the call usually when I'm reading subs, so he doesn't know. Um, <laughs> so it is It is true. It is true. Krispy Kreme uh, is playing Total War Rome, which is the wrong wow. Total War to play. Oh, are you playing Rome or Rome 2? I'm playing Rome right now for the nostalgic okay. feel. No, no, no. I, I, so I played a shit ton of Rome. So yeah, Rome was what I grew up on. So yep, a hundred. Uh, oh, sorry, ninety nine percent, ninety nine percent. Thank you. I don't know if it was uh, because of our discussion now, where we talked about, um, where we talked about getting on the show by subbing, but Kaboobs just donate uh, just subbed like I think it was twenty, was it twenty or thirty? Some ridiculous amount as we're talking about this. So. Put them in the waiting room. Thank you, Kawoobs, but that's not how it works. <laughs> Just in case anyone's thinking that's how it works. All right, Krispy Kreme, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Northern Virginia, just outside of D.C. Nice. All right, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, my topic is about the offseason in North America and what teams, top teams, um, when I say top teams, I mean the top four. So... TSM, CL, or I'm sorry, TSM, C9, 100 Thieves, and Cloud9. What I think TSM and 100 Thieves need to make some roster changes. And my particular one is 100 Thieves because uh, um, I'm a 100 Thieves fan. I really like them this year. But I think that they need to pick up Huhi and Stixay on this offseason because I don't think they're going to stick with Cody Sun. And so they need another NA talent in the North American or for ADC. And so I think Stixay is the best. Um, idea there and uh who he because he is a big uh supportive mid laner and so and i think that also unlocks their import slot for levi in the jungle and so i think that's the best roster move for 100 thieves all right uh hmm. twitch chat remember what i just said about being polite to callers as as you catch up and you see this no no but they're, they're not saying anything bad they're no, just no, no, saying... no, i know i'm just warning them all right it's, it's some wet faces and some Omega lulls, but, you know, like, whatever. Okay. They learned. They learned after my threat to them last time. All right. Uh, what do you guys think about this? I don't as, hate as, it. Yeah. You go, Kelby. That's, that was my only my initial reaction. I mean, I think that 100T, uh, 99% needs to replace <laughs> Ryu. Uh, I, I've, I've said that since the start of the season. I, I'm not a huge fan of him as a as a mid laner um and i was not really on board with the who he selection until you mentioned that it unlocks levi which i think is very interesting um obviously i think that all of this is predicated on them being able to keep someday right which uh is not a given at this point um in my mind like i think a lot of people are going to really target sunday as an acquisition if his contract's up i don't know off the top of my head and he might be a little fed up with um how performances have gone there relative to his own. And I, I like the, I like the combo of, um, Afro and stick say back together. Although like, you know, the, they, they didn't, they didn't stick together when Afro left CLG. Uh, so assuming that their relationship is still good, obviously they've seen success together in the past. 
Um, if anything were different, I would just be like, is there another NA mid you could get aside from Huhi? I think it would maybe be interesting if they went after uh, Pobe or something like that as the well. Golden, the Golden Child. Golden is, Glue. Is someday's uh, Gold. contract up? Because I feel like his contract might be up. Uh, I don't think so, but we can check really quick. Okay, you want to do that while we're... I don't... The whole unlocking Levi thing, in my opinion, is just because uh, I think he's better than Anda. Yeah. I, would, I, would I mean, who else see... are you going to get? Go ahead. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is where... I mean, of course, the dream team is you get Bjergsen and double lift on this team, but I don't think that's going to happen. So... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I think you have to do... Um... You have to do a resident mid, and I think like you could, yeah, you could either do. I, I'm I'm really not a big believer in Huhi. I think if you did this, it would only be to unlock Levi. What if they get pulled up? Oh, rather... some, some days up this year. Yeah. Yikes. So I right. I don't yikes. I'm not convinced that someday will stick around. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. He just went to Korea, had this great time in Korea while having a miserable time with Hundred Thieves. So I feel like I feel like there's a good chance. Uh, but the merch. He doesn't stick around. <laughs> the, merch. the merch. Yeah, they um, got that merch money to pay him now, dude. Yeah. And Drake. They got Drake we're, money. We're gonna we're gonna bump your merch royalty three percent, <laughs> and that's gonna equate to five million dollars a year extra for you. <laughs> More smog masks. Okay, so so I think they I think they lose someday. I think they should pick up Pobelter because I feel like there's a, a 50 50 chance that T if TL makes a roster change, it'll be in the mid lane or support lane. So I feel like there's a good chance that Pobelter frees up. Um, I. If they drop Pobelter, though, who are they picking up if they don't change their support? Impact player? becomes a resident this year. So they could pick up yeah. oh, uh, oh, a mid laner okay. from anywhere. And okay. if yeah. they don't keep their support, then. They could uh, get an NA support or something like that. There's a lot of different interesting things there. Um, yeah. Yeah, Team Liquid Faker, everyone's spamming. They just pick a Faker. There's your answer. <laughs> Paid by Steve. So I think there's a good yeah. chance to go there. Um, I have heard, no little tease, but I've heard there's crazy shit going on behind the scenes at Echo Fox this offseason with the org and, and the company. Um, mm. I think we've already started to see uh some of that but i think there's going to be a lot more coming out of it so i think i mean i don't know what's gonna go on there and what uh is gonna change but i get the feeling that there's gonna be a lot of opportunity to pillage echo fox rosters uh in the so you think like huni who is rumored to have a relative, relatively large contract will be up for moving around steve steve uh in chat just said hmm <laughs> like with Steven Chat. Oh to, to what? To, to the uh, I don't know if it was to the Echo Fox or if it was to the Team Liquid conversation, but I, I I'm sure it was to the Faker. Yeah, yeah. Steve <laughs> Steve's in Korea, guys. He flew right. there for the World Championships, but yeah. know who else is in Korea? Faker. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good mids in Korea right now. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, that BDD guy. He didn't make worlds. Yeah. Rookie, how is IG treating you? You know, like so. I actually hear Rookie loves China. Unfortunately yeah. for us, yeah. I think he and probably he, also loves money. He love he knows which well, China has more. Of China has money. He, I'm pretty sure. Well, I think that China obviously has a shit ton of money, 
but Steve is the one NA person who could maybe unlock. Well, I think I think uh, salary is going to go down this year um, in North America, so I don't think that we'll see the contracts be higher than they did last year. I think. I mean, I don't know, but I actually do think that just because I feel like a lot of the, uh, I think optic is like fucking falling apart, and so you and, hear that, Steve? Travis thinks you can't get a higher salary roster. He, he's challenging you. He's calling you out. You don't have the money. You're just all poor now. That's, There's no way you could afford better players. Not what I'm saying, but I do. I'm not sure. I think if if overall salary goes down in in North America, it might be harder for other people to pick up. Um, uh, back yeah. to the specific trade. I don't hate Huhi. I think he's a pretty hit or miss player, but he does have his up moments. I think the harder part is getting Stixay away from CLG. I think CLG likes Stixay a lot. Really? Uh, and I don't know. I, I assume so. I, I think Stixay's pretty good. But the they weird were things like... on the Stixay thing is I don't do. You, do you think he's pretty good? I feel like he's he's been. I yeah, I think he's. I think he's hit. Our, he's he's hot and cold. But when he's hot, I think he's really good. Like uh, that winning streak that they went on in the second half of. Spring, was like all through playing through Stixay, and they ripped off like seven straight wins. And like obviously Biofrost was a big part of that too, of course. But like. I think he can be pretty good. Um, he has a title with Aframu. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who he does too. I'm not trying to remake that CLG. I think, I don't know, I don't think it would work, but I think Stixe is a pretty good player, and I would be fine with him being on a team that I was working with. But, like, I just don't think CLG is going to give him up. I think they see Biofrost and Stixe as, like, they're, they're kind of, like, core guys to build around next year. But I could be wrong. Are you okay, Travis? I'm plugging in the power to my uh, my camera so it doesn't die. Well, that's good. What? I'm just that's. I'm it's. I'm in a fucking hotel in Tokyo. Um, I'm not saying. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. You know, I, I said my piece. I'm out of things to say. Okay, You're so yeah, I, I just disagree. I don't. Over. I don't think you get Huhi because I think uh, I don't think Huhi's going to lead you lead the charge to. Uh, worlds. I don't think it's Froggen either, by the way, guys. Um, I think you you probably pick up Pobelter if he becomes free. Um, I think I don't know if you reunite Stixie and Aphromoo because I just like that. I don't know. Um, after 2016, I don't think I ever saw like amazing stuff out of that lineup. Uh, I think you lose someday, so you're trying to figure out what to do in that lane. Uh, you might yeah, I maybe, think, maybe get Huni. Yeah, when uh, I didn't realize originally that his that someday's uh, contract is up this year. Yeah, and so it was really based on someday staying and having Huni a more or I'm sorry, Huhi a more roaming mid laner be able to help someday up top. Um, so I think about, it definitely changes with someday being gone. The weird thing about Hundred Thieves is like. Everyone kept wanting them to play through someday, and they didn't play through someday ever at Worlds. And like, I don't think that that roster is like just full of dumb people who don't want to play through someday who's a good player. So like, I think they probably tried that in scrims and, and couldn't do it for some reason. So I don't know what it was about someday that they they couldn't carry through. But yeah. losing him might actually not be that bad if you want to play a top focus style. Like if you do get Huni. But Huni also had a really crappy summer. Yeah. 
So here are my here are my predictions for the offseason. Um, uh, either either Pobelter or Ole leaves Team Liquid, maybe both. This is no, no insider information on this stuff, by the way, I guess. Well, at least on the the Team Liquid stuff. Uh, Optic, I don't even know what's happening over there, but that looks like a shit show. I don't even know. Like, uh, I again, I've said on the show in the past that I've heard that the teams have to stay in the league for two years, but it feels like they want to get out. Like, it just that I don't even know what's happening there. So I don't know what opens up with all their players or if somebody comes in and tries to get that slot if Riot allows it. Uh, Echo Fox, uh, I'm hearing a ton of instability from that organization and company. Um, and so we'll see what happens there. But that could open up some interesting opportunities. And everything else I don't know. Um, all right. Any other thoughts, Krispy Kreme? Nope. Yeah, um, what I would say is... I'm, I'm, this might be a, a hot take as well, but if Huni, you think, is, or Echo Fox has an instability, you think there's a chance of Huni and Rainover being reunited? Because I don't know if CLG wants to keep him around. If they get, that is, if 100 Thieves gets a NA resident mid laner. That's their two import slots there, top jungle with the reunit. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's so hard to bet on Rainover. Uh, I I don't know if they do or don't. Oh, sorry, Darshan. Yeah, yeah, I know who. I just I would be hesitant to like take a risk on Rainover plus Huni because like Rainovers looked really bad and Huni was still mostly Huni with Dardoch. So like, does Huni need Rainover like Rainover needs Huni? Doesn't seem like it. And Rainover so takes I, an import slot. Yeah, what I'm saying is like I don't, I would not want to. If I was a GM, I would not want to take a risk on like rekindling some magic from two years ago when both those guys look worse. Is Rainover the least impactful import slot from a cost perspective? Well, it's hard, uh, and we don't actually know the cost of all these guys. Well, I mean, we know he's expensive. Maybe I don't know what Arrow's contract is, but maybe. Nizagi says I have a question for John from Valve. When does Half Life Three come out? That's <laughs> a Kelby got. Oh God, on top the, of the sub is leaking. It the other day, and was very proud of it for role playing something from Valve. All right, uh, thank you, Krispy Kreme, for the call. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks, dude. Okay, one more call to go. People are saying Ryu was least impactful. Captain Obesity with. Uh, the Prime. Oh, wait, I missed a couple people. XX Haze for five months. Um, Kugi Monster. The Prime. Karubs gifted a sub to Fish of Legends. And Natty Ferg with Prime. And again, thank you to Karubs for gifting. Was it 20? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I think it might have been like 25, actually. It's hard to. I can't even see anymore. But that's amazing. So many gifted subs tonight. Um, wow. Stick, by the way, everyone, stick around after the show because I am going to do a bounty, a Twitch bounty. If you stick around, that really helps me out because the more people that watch it, the more uh, the bounty pays out. And, All right, uh, so... I'm going to gift subs and RP cards. 
All right, what were you going to say? I, I can't hear Synthetica's microphone, Yeah. but I but it lights up green, so it might be the same problem as before. Can you guys hear? Can you say something? No. Yeah, he's talking. I can't hear him. That's so weird. Do right. I have to rejoin? Because Discord can... Yeah, maybe Synthetica can rejoin. Yeah, maybe Synthetica... Uh, um, oh, wait. I, no, I, heard, that was I heard a hello. That was me. That was I was checking to no, see No, Synthetica, yeah, no, I heard Synthetica a different voice. Say something, Synthetica? Oh, really? No. Travis is, Travis is trolling. Synthetica, can you quit and then join Pleb Calls 2 and I'll drag you back in? You press the hang-up thing. Thank you to Steve, who just sent 5,000 bits to the stream. Uh, paid Pog. by Steve. I, that's a lot of commitment to the the meme, by the way, when you drop 50 bucks on a, a show. But now... Steve, uh, you need to... Steve is the bit leader. Steve, Anyone you need to save that money for your roster, man. Synthetica, no. I don't know why your, your mic is muting up. Or maybe you can... Do you want to just type here? I'm going to message you, and you can just type your topic to me. Hi. Yeah, it's light and green. We just can't hear it. To... But, but then we can't have a back-and-forth discussion with the caller. I know, but I, I feel bad for... It's the last caller. We can just do this. Um, yeah, I feel bad for keeping them in the waiting room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Um, Synthetica is sending us... Uh, thank you to Crazy Baboon, who subbed. Search 2009, who gifted a sub to Matt Chai. Uh, Natty Ferg and Nazagi for the 400 bits. Um... um... Steve is trying, I think what it is, Steve sent the bits to try to show that he could pay, he has the money. That's gotcha. what I'm realizing. He can spare 50 because I mean, he already got take, Faker taken care of, is what they're saying in chat. <laughs> Tell him to quit and like restart working? Discord. Oh, oh hello? hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is, is my, my quality okay? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah okay. it's fine. Okay, great, awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Vermont. Vermont. All right. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, just a second. Sure. I wanted to talk about how uh, in this year's Worlds, um, Korea really, I mean, I think everyone can see, they really failed to read and then adapt to the meta. Um, and that is uh, like a huge failing on their part, but I don't think that necessarily means that the gap is closed once and for all. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay, so you you think that their failure was all it came down to just the meta? They couldn't they couldn't keep up with the meta. Yeah, I mean, I think if you were to like give this give this current meta a year and just leave things on hold and not do any major updates next year, we would see Korea adapt and probably do well again. It's just this year they came in and they didn't have a good read and they lost and they just. They weren't able to adapt, which I, th I think that's a big failing in their part because if you look at a team like Cloud9, they did see what the act what was actually working and they pivoted right away. So that's, I think you can still hold it against Korea, but I don't think it means that they're worse. Yeah. Uh, uh, hmm. So I do think that the meta, part of it was them not adapting for sure. Uh, I think they had an idea of how they wanted to do things and it didn't work out. I think Genji is an exception from that. I think Genji was straight bad, um, and they had were probably going to struggle to perform in at a in a world where like mid lane feels so important and Kuro's their mid laner. Um, 
So maybe they're they're the exception, but for the other two teams, I feel like KT read the meta pretty well. They just got outperformed. But, but I do agree with the point that I don't necessarily believe the gap is like permanently closed or anything like that. And like next year, we couldn't easily see three Korean teams getting out of groups. And like, oh, uh, Crown, excuse me, not Kuro. Kuro wasn't great either. But yeah, Crown is obviously the uh, the turd in the mid lane. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I don't believe the gap is closed. But I do think this meta is the worst it could like be for Korea, where it's so early game and fight focused. Uh, where like that is exactly kind of what LPL had been really good at for a long period of time. Do you think they couldn't learn to play like that? I think they could, but that's not at least historically what we've seen from Korea be their biggest strength. Like, like I don't yeah, think... I just, go ahead. Oh, sorry, no, you go. I, I was just saying, because, like, I think if you look at uh, the way North American LCS went this year, we were seeing a lot of that same style we kind of seen in Korea, like, the junglers were all Sejuani and Trundle for a while. It was very much that slower scale-up style. And C9 had that coming into Worlds, but then, like, just a couple days in the group, they were like, okay, we need to change everything, and they did. And none of the Korean teams were really able to do that. Yeah, I, I think, like, you know, Korea had a bad read on this specific patch, but what my, my larger point was, was, like, the historical dominance that Korea has had over regions was largely due to the fact that they made better decisions around vision control and played the map better. Mm -hmm. um, but a significant portion of this meta is not that. It's about your mechanics and your ability to 1v1 and play skill matchups and stuff like that, and then skirmish and team fight and ARAM down mid. Everyone's memeing about ARAMing down mid, but like, there's so many fights around mid lane, and so... While I, I do think Korea could adapt to the meta and play it very well, it's not in line with their historic strengths over other regions. Right. Do you feel like, we've talked about this on previous shows, Mark, but because Vision is not like something that you control as, as to such a significant degree in this meta that it is part of the reason that's contributed to the factor that Korea is weaker now? Uh, can you rephrase that? Sorry. So because we've talked about this previously, but like it seems like the map is darker now. You're not as able to control oh, right. vision as much as you were before, and because of that, as you just said, like a lot of what Korea excelled at before was owning the map and and playing around it with those advantages and playing the macro style really strong because you see it. But if it's not a if it's not a factor, like is that what's leading in right. to their downfall? Yeah, I think so, because if you look at Worlds historically, a lot of the times, like, the Korean teams aren't necessarily actually setting the meta. Like, a, a lot of other regions often do things, um, and then, like, Korea kind of adapts and brings it their own, and the fact that they have these other advantages through vision and map play, that, like, then they, like, they, they like just start smashing people. But, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, Worlds last year, it was China that brought out the Caitlyn pick, which ended up being such a monstrous force, right? Um, and I think those are the kinds of things that other regions do because Korea is better. Like they're always the ones pushing the meta. Not always, I should say. Like Korea does make their own adaptations, but um, it doesn't always feel like Korea shits on the world because they read the meta better. I, I think there's been met multiple points in different tournaments, not just Worlds at MSIs and things like that. When CLG made their historic run, they were the only one playing range supports, and Korea came and playing melee, and then they adapted and they played. Uh, eventually the range supports better but like what gives them the leg up is that even when they're wrong in the meta they're still playing the game better in these other aspects mm. um and that part might be gone 
So is the gap, yeah, so is the gap closed? I don't know. It depends, like, because this meta can change, right? So yeah. I would say in this meta, it has shrunk the gap down significantly, as well as the fact that the Korean teams did not come in. I don't think they sent their best representatives. I don't think that they played the meta particularly well, and I don't think this meta particularly suits them. I think those are the three things for, for why they didn't perform this Worlds, and two of those three could easily change come next year's Worlds. Yeah. I don't I don't think this tournament was a fluke. I don't think it is necessarily indicative of long-term performance. Exactly. The, I'm not saying the, any of this is a fluke, for sure. Right. I think what's interesting to me, and I wonder if it is at all a factor, is the fact that, like, Korea as a whole throughout the year has looked less strong as a region compared to how they have historically. And, like, a lot of what NA and EU teams in particular have done in the past is just, like, well, we just got to get as close to, like, Korea as we can, you know, like, and, and just try and copycat them. Whereas, like, maybe because Korea has looked so much weaker by contrast, uh, it, it allows, like, a Vitality or C9 to really embrace and open up to, like, not playing the way that Korea is playing. Yeah, I think LPL was making a pretty strong case prior to this that they had kind of caught up right with mm -hmm. like the fact that they had beaten them at most at the asia games at rift rivals and at msi were like the three big ones yeah and it was like rng who was mostly doing the heavy lifting at those so it was like tough to say how much was rng how much was actually lck but i i think you can make a case that the you could you could see this kind of coming a little bit from further away, and it's it's hard to say if that was just LPL, if that was the whole world encroaching mm -hmm. on Korea. I actually I, I don't have a, a very strong opinion on that. I actually don't know. Very good. That's not very sexy, but yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I have no fucking yeah. clue. So I mean, again, the, the, oh, go ahead, Kelby. Uh, yeah, it's just like nobody from the outside really saw this coming at all right like no, none none of the analysts none of like anybody was making predictions that this would happen and i still haven't even in my conversations with doublelift like ascertained whether or not he thought based on scrims it would really go this way because i think that historically like western teams have still done fine in scrims leading into worlds right and then it's just a matter of translating it to stage but I, I, I don't know if even, like, the players saw, like, this coming. Like, they walked out on stage and, like, they felt, like, super confident that it was going to be different this time. I do remember hearing a lot a lot of the players thought that C9 was going to be a free death. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I, uh, I heard that C9 had, like, a... Even TL had, like... <laughs> even though it didn't translate, a pretty dramatic shift where, like, they, they were kind of getting pooped on for a little while, and then, like, the last week or so of scrims for them, like, kind of came to, came together, but obviously it didn't work out for TL and seems to have worked out for C9, so who knows how much weight to put on scrims. All right. Uh, Synthetic, any other final thoughts? Uh, I think that's it. Just want to have a shout-out to the chat. Love you guys, too. All right. Very good. Well, thank you, Synthetic. All right. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for being on. Alright, um, so that's the show. Don't nobody leave. Because I'm gonna give some subs at the end of this and give some RP out. And I need you to stay because it helps me with the bounty that I'm gonna do right after. But let's do the wrap up. Mark, uh anything that you wanna say, anything you wanna plug? Uh nope. I'm going to TwitchCon. If you see me there, you can say hello. 
I will acknowledge you. A picture may be taken if you request it. Um, yes. I, and Mark and I are doing Hotline League. Hopefully Kelby is there too. If you guys, listen, this is only on Kelby. If he's not there, you guys know why. It's because Kelby decided not to be there. But Hotline League, Friday, 4 to 6 at the Alienware stage. We'll be broadcasting it live on the stream uh, if everything goes well. And uh, yes, please come because we need people to go up on stage and like talk to us. So please be there because it would suck. Oh, it's, it's 4 to 6 Alienware booth officially. So yes. that's the time? Yes. Because okay. the, the convention hall closes at 6. So We should have an announcement tweet before the day of so people can like plan yeah i agree um, you should tweet that tomorrow. also a while ago i retweeted and maybe you can go hit up ateo as well but Ateo's doing a if you are going to switch they're doing like a meet and greet thing that i'll probably go hang out at uh after because i think they're doing it friday so it would be after the show's done but go check that out um and you can come hang out there's other streamers that are going to be there as well and uh that should be like a pretty fun little chill party event thing Kelby, what do you, you got for us saturday I think Friday. I think their thing is Friday. Uh, our, no, our, thing. Just, uh, our thing is is Friday. Oh, we're Friday. Yeah. Okay. If it, if it's four to six on Friday, I actually think it's very likely right now. Well, like, I did that because you said that that was like the best chance we had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the tail streamer meet and greet is from four to ten. So go to Hotline League, and then after Hotline League gets out, go to the tail streamer meet and greet, um, and we can just bring everybody over there. Um, Anyway, Kelby, do you got any plugs, anything? Uh, yeah, I would just, uh, it would it would be cool if a lot of you came and asked us questions in person. Oh, so uh, Kelby's going, live confirmed. At, <laughs> live at TwitchCon. Um, I've never done a live one before, so I think that would be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I would give a, a shout out to Worlds this year, because it's been uh, super, super entertaining. And I've, uh, I've really appreciated uh watching league again cool um there's a beer garden at twitchcon and historically we get drunk at live hotline leagues i don't know if we can have alcohol at the alienware thing i don't we'll talk about it later we'll we'll look into it okay um and i didn't get drunk at that hotline league everybody else did uh all right cool (laughs) Everyone stick around. This has been Hotline League episode. Thanks for watching. Oh, I've got stuff still hitting the channel. I'm going to be at TwitchCon. It's going to be great. If you want to be really angry that I'm not at Worlds, I understand it. There's a video explaining why on my YouTube channel. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for calling in. Thank you, everyone, for the subs. Nick Allen says, hmm. So maybe Nick Allen can be... Actually, I don't think Nick Allen's going to TwitchCon, but otherwise maybe he could go. I don't know why owners are all saying hmm in chat. Uh, Shout out to GeoPirate... Who said? Who sent five thousand and one bits to beat out Liquid? Uh, we know who really is paying people. It's Geo Pirate. Uh, stick around for the bounty. That's the show.